Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Football is back. A.B. is in Oakland. LaVon's with the Jets. OBJ and Jarvis Landry have teamed up again in Cleveland. One thing that hasn't changed, though, where I'm placing my bets this season. My bookie is the place to bet on football every weekend. My bookie has better bonuses and more props bets than any other sports book, period. This year, they're hosting the first online handicapping super contest. First place is guaranteed to win at least $100,000, and it only costs $100 to enter. All you got to do is pick five NFL games against the spread every week to climb the leaderboard and score your share of the huge cash prize pool. Okay, now I would only recommend a service to my listeners that's been good to me. That's why MyBookie is the right play. You bet, you win, they pay. MyBookie has live in-game betting on every NFL game. They've got the most rewarding player perks in the business. And for you fantasy guys out there, you can even bet the over-under on how many fantasy points a player will score each game. Okay, you get $1,000 first deposit bonus. Double your first deposit. Put in $100 and MyBookie will give you an extra $100 to gamble with. Uh, use promo code CHAIR to activate the offer. And if you visit MyBookie online today, that's MyBookie.ag. That's M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E.ag. Don't forget to use the promo code CHAIR. Create your account. Claim the bonus. There are, of course, terms and conditions that apply. Um, you bet, you win, and then you get paid. And if you never want to hear an ad like this again... Well, won't you subscribe to the Sunranto show at patreon.com slash sunranto. We're actually adding more ads to try to get a little bit of money for doing this show for the non-Patreon uh, listeners. So I appreciate you listening, but a dollar a month makes it so that you don't have to hear ads. So it's uh, patreon.com slash Sunranto, You get your own RSS feed. You have access to our show notes, which are posted there with lots of juicy tidbits and information to refer back to. And uh, you get the show early and completely ad-free. Patreon.com slash Sunranto. It's a dollar. Subscribe today. Cubby blue blood flowing through our veins. Sitting in the bleachers in the rain. We've shed a million tears and drank as many old-style beers out at the game. Let's go, Cubby Sunrento. Michael Cotton. Sunrento. Michael Cotton. Sunrento and the lovable Lucy. Mucho Scali. Sunrento. Michael. Sunrento. Cotton. Sunrento and the lovable Lucy. Michael Cotton. <laughs> Did you uh, have a sex change uh, operation, Michael Cotton, since the last time we spoke? Because that was only a couple days ago, I think. No, you know what? Uh, I, I heard the show that you did with Johnny, and uh, I think Johnny did one that was it was excellent. It was different. I enjoyed it. So, you know, 
here uh, here on the spot, I decided to go up a few octaves and and give my my Mister Hanky Sunranto. Well, you know they don't call you. Uh... Oh damn it! I can't do it. Oh uh, man, he... I've. <laughs> they, that's I ruined that joke by being late on it. But they, they don't call you high Your cotton. Your timing for is terrible. I know, I know. We're off to a terrible start um, already. But this is the really exciting news, and I have to explain what's going on here. We're going to start with the Mets preview because uh, we've got Uncle Mike on the show today, who also has a theme song. Hi, Uncle Mike. I'm back. Yeah, here's your here's your theme song. I think this guy must have written about you. When I was young, I spent some time across with me, Uncle Mike. And I must have traveled a hundred miles in the crossbar of his bike. And as we'd ridden along the lane, Mike would start to sing. A song without a single word as the cycle bell would ring. He goes, I'm pretty sure that uh, you might get arrested if you're if you're riding some kid around on the crossbar of your bike. It was me. I was the remember back in Queens. We'd go, uh, you know, down uh, down. Oh, my, my bad. I guess I didn't realize. Uncle Mike's your actual Uncle Mike. Oh, yeah. That's why do you think we call him <laughs> Uncle Mike. But, uh, no, he's uh, he's been on the show a ton to preview and recap the Mets series against the Cubs. And he's back. So, hey, Uncle Mike, how are you? Coming out of New York. Hey, Rocket. Hey, Michael Cotton. What's happening? Uh, uh, you know. You know. <laughs> we, Cubs, end, of, end of the world type of stuff. Yeah, Cubs got swept. <laughs> you know, yeah. nothing much. Well, you know. welcome, well, welcome to the party because we got swept, too, you uh, know, after – after pulling out the brooms on the uh, on the Indians, the series before this past weekend, so we were like kind of riding high and, and looking, you know, looking, you know, feeling good. And then, you know what? It's speaking of sun, the the, the the Braves just sunned us. You know, they yeah. You just got swept by the Braves, and meanwhile, the Cubs just we had the, we're the exact same team. Cubs wait, just, wait a second. You had a sweep and then you got swept. Yeah, we that's had a, a sweep and then oh, we got swept. That's exactly what that's happened. Exa- to the that's Cubs. what I. That's my point. That's exactly what just happened to the Cubs. <laughs> both teams are limping in from a sweep. They got the day off today. We both just swept good teams the time before, yeah. and then you, you, yeah, like you said, Mike, we're riding high. You're yeah. feeling like this is going to be, uh, you know, a hell of a little run here, and then boom, just momentum gone. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know what? I it's been exciting. I don't, you know, so you guys have kind of been, you know, in in the mix the whole time. But you got to remember, guys. Like it was just maybe a month or two ago where I mean, right, coming out of the All Star break, right before it, where I mean, pretty much, you know, every pitcher was on the trading block or or, or, or going to be traded. Yeah, Syndergaard, uh, Degrom, Wheeler, everybody. Wheeler, everybody. Wheeler, Degrom, Syndergaard was going to the Yankees. Oh God! And then, and, and then, and after that, that disastrous West Coast trip where, you know, Mickey Calloway, you know, who's a uh, he's a fire chief from Gangs of New York. Uh, <laughs> he was. I mean, they were pretty much saying, "Well, well, Mickey's not going to be on a plane back from the West Coast." I think we, we, you know, I think the Giants swept us, and then the Dodgers did did damage. And they were like, "Mickey's," I, I got a feeling he's not going to make it back to New York. And then all this, all this stuff happened with you know our you know Brody Wagonin and, and people looking at him like oh he, he doesn't belong he's an agent he's not a general manager, 
and then we pull off the Strowman trade. And yeah, with the it, Blue Jays. Yeah, right. a- Abe Strowman, the yeah. sausage king in New York. <laughs> we pull up the Strowman trades, and, and, and Yankee fans are pissed because they thought he was going there. And we keep Wheeler. Oh, that's like a double win. That's a double win. You fuck the Yankees and right. uh, help the Mets. That's beautiful. Love and then it. all of a sudden, we just got on this little hot streak, and, and here we are. We're not supposed to be here, guys. So yeah, 27 and 13 since yeah. the All-Star break. And they well, that's climbed. why you're so excited. Yeah, we're not supposed to be here. It's all you know. We're, we're shocked. So we, could, I like to call them the the baby amazings because uh, it's a young team. Yeah. You know, it's 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 led by a rookie who just broke the uh, Mets uh, rookie record with forty two home runs just the other day. I mean, it's it's exciting because yeah. we have some young guys. Pete Alonso, Pete Alonso kicked our Pete ass Alonso at Wrigley. Was, yeah, Pete Alonso is a beast. You know, and and, and the flying squirrel uh, McNeil, um, O'Neill, excuse me, Jeff O'Neill. I mean, he's playing great. He was hurt, but he's back. McNeil. Well, uh, McNeil, I think, is it. You were right the first time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but so, I mean, honestly, you know, to be honest, guys, you know, this is all gravy. It's, it's like, you know, it's like putting sprinkles on top of an ice cream cone. You so know? so <laughs> let me tell you something here, Uncle Mike. You, yes, you were saying, you know, Mets fans are excited because you aren't, you weren't supposed to be here. No. Right? We were well, getting... Cubs fans are pissed because we're supposed, we supposed to, be. to be here. Yeah, we were supposed, supposed to, to be in second place in the wild at the card. End of August. Yeah, and yeah. yeah. second in the wild card too. And now these games take on a whole new significance in the standings right now. Oh, Cubs versus Mets because right now uh, you're two games behind, tied with Milwaukee, who's losing badly to the Cardinals right now. Unfortunately for us. Thanks for telling me that. But you're oh, tied. Cardinals. Yeah, but Milwaukee's, you know, that now you're going to gain on Milwaukee. You're going to be, uh, you know, I don't know. if Are the Phillies playing tonight? Oh, I'm not see. sure if they're on or off. Oh, no, they're, they got the Pirates. So they're likely to win. Okay. Um, but, but maybe not. But either way, you're tied with those teams, and we are the second wild card spot. So if you can manage to make hay against the Cubs the next three days, you're – the second wild card spot, which is where the Cubs sit currently, but uh, you know we're going to hope that doesn't happen out here in Chicago. Um, I got a feeling, you know, looking out, I think we, I think they say we have the the toughest schedule. So, like you said, we have the Cubs for three, uh, and then the then we go down to Philly. We play in Philly. Well, you got to beat those teams if you want to do it. And then yeah. we play the Nats. We go. We play the Nats at the Nats, who are super hot right now. Just and kicked we, our ass. And then we come back home, and and Philly is Philly comes to City Field. Yeah, well, you got to beat them. And it, then the Dodgers come in town. So oh, I mean, <laughs> that is not where you want to end up with the Dodgers well, coming in. Town. At least the Dodgers will have already clinched, and they won't care. Uh, but still, yeah, they'll have their they'll have their Triple uh, A, you know. Punxsutawney team up. Yeah, they're, they're, they'll probably still be better than the Mets. Who knows? Um, <laughs> so, I mean, we have to, I mean, with that schedule, we, we, we'll either crash and burn, and then you guys will have the second spot, or, you know, if we if we get on a roll here, which, you know, it, it, you know I'm a fan, so and we're fans, and, of course, we're looking for that to happen. But I think we can beat the Phillies. The Nats, man, all of a sudden, they, I don't know, they have magic potion or something, so... Oh they're, yeah, they're playing are the really Nets? well right now. The Nets are playing really well. No, so. tell me about it. We, we'll we'll get them at home. Eh. Oh, wait, home crowd so sucks. I'm no. starting to feel like the Nats are a little bit of that Cardinals devil magic for the yeah. East. 
Yeah. They yeah. they seem to keep coming out on top every year, even when they they have all sorts of I mean, they've had I I don't know if my count is correct, but I think they've had fifteen managers in the last four years. <laughs> That's <laughs> it. No, it so, wasn't it it was just Dusty and Davey. I know it was Dusty and Dusty didn't stay too long. Yeah. Right, but Dusty was only there two years. Are you, yeah, like yeah. yeah. Year and a half. Yeah, well, years, I, like, didn't they just who go was the dude before that, the choke choke slam guy? Did, he didn't. didn't uh, he, he didn't choke slam, and that was uh, Papelbon that choke slammed yeah. Bryce yeah, Harper. Yeah, but he was. But that was that was part of his downfall, like the fact that he had his teammates fighting each other in the dugout on TV. Yeah, I'm looking at, at who they were managed by. I can't remember. Yeah, who, the, but the guy well, right before Dusty. It, no, it went Dave, had a lot of managers. Matt Williams. Dusty right. for you. two years, Matt, then Dave Martinez, and before yeah, that, but that look, you should not have three managers in five years, right? Yeah, probably yeah. not. But you know, <laughs> it, yeah, yeah. But you're right. Matt Williams was the choke uh, slam Papelbon, and then Dusty Baker was in there for two, and now so Dave Martinez if, is in there. Yeah, and, and don't forget, don't forget, Mister Hairwhip was in the middle of that 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 uh, kerfuffle. With uh, with Papelbon too, right now he's with the Nationals. Oh yeah, he's with the Phillies. Phillies, yeah. Well, and the hair whip had something to do with that too. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. No, he's an asshole. Yeah, I but, think. You know, but if you um, remember, Danny, the last time the Cubs had three managers in five years, it was uh, Svame, Renteria, uh, Renteria, and then it was uh, you know, Madden. Like the first two were shit teams. Mm. The yeah. Nationals have been winning their division every year. So. Yeah, pretty much. They've been yeah, right yeah. there. So and still having new managers all the time. But we we can't talk about the Nationals too yeah. much because yeah. Johnny is coming on the show in a little bit. Okay, and so, uh, cool. so we got a, a double guest uh, booking today. Johnny's cool. coming on the show in a little bit. We can't talk about the Nationals if he's not here to defend himself. <laughs> but <I'll> t- <laughs> I, can, I can say this much. They are a fucking hot team right now. Hot. Really hot. And, you know, the, they do a lot of little things correctly. And then they've got a hot and then they've got a hot pitching staff. The only weakness, I think, is their bullpen. And even that's been working lately. And it, it's a total surprise to Johnny, but he'll tell you about it later. Well, I mean, it's working because the Cubs. Uh, the yeah, Cubs we'll talk about it later. The only but... way to score is to hit home runs. Yeah, we'll talk about so, that later. We'll talk I'm about bring it later. It in. Uncle Mike. Yes, sir. What are you guys looking for? I mean, the the Cubs just hit homers. That's it's all they do. Right. You know, How's so, Rizzo? Is he hurt? Yes, he's okay. hurt. So what? So what's going on with the Mets? Are they giving up lots of home runs? Probably uh, not. Ye, if you can get into our bullpen, you know, well, let, let's say this. Neither team gives up a lot of home runs. Here, here's the secret to our success. Our starting pitcher has to go at least seven. We bring in um, uh, one or two people for they gotta they gotta come for the, to, to the seventh inning, and then we, we bring in bring in our bullpen pitches for the eighth and the ninth, and that's that's our that's our our, our success there. Oh if wait, you, if you, you just describe the success of every major league team. Yeah, ever. Well, oh, yeah probably. <laughs> we have to be winning after seven innings with a great right. start from yeah. our starting so pitcher. We have to go yeah. seven. If 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 we have to, if, if you can bang, if if you can get our starting pitcher, and I'm I'm worried about Strawman. You got Strawman tomorrow. He was hurt. Got a little hammy problem. Uh, he hasn't gone seven. I don't think since he since he's been with us. Um. So if you can get him out, probably in the fifth fifth sixth inning, 
you have a great success of hitting some home runs against our pen. Uh, our pen has has given up the long ball. Familiar's given up the long ball. Wilson has even given up a long ball, even though Wilson has been good for us. But he'll just give it one just just for the hell of and it. And that's you know? and that's Justin Wilson, which uh, yes, many many Cub fans are familiar with. Also over on I the was match. just about to ask if that's <laughs> yeah it's the, just, the Cubs' great acquisition a year ago, two two years ago two, now, two maybe years, even three. Yeah, um, and then uh, the, also Brad Brock is on your team now, who the Cubs just like could not hold on to because he was terrible for us. Oh, and, Scooby Doo, bad back. Yeah, so so he's on. He's uh, probably gonna kick our ass. Like, I mean, you know, that just seems to be the way it goes. I know everybody is expecting Brad Brock to come out and strike out the side in three consecutive games right. against the Cubs. But um, how's he been for you, Brad Brock? Have you? Uh, yes, I know he's new, the, and uh, he's spotty. He hasn't played a lot yet. Uh, we're we're uh, pretty much running uh, running uh, familiar juries. Uh, Seth Lugo is now our closer, <laughs> which oh, you know, wow. he's been the, he's been the most consistent. Uh, Edwin Diaz, I, I, you know, you know how like some players, you, you know, he's a great, you know, he's a great player. That was part of the Cano trade uh, from Seattle. They brought Cano and, and Diaz here, uh, but you know how like you know you you think like some players just can't play in New York. He might be I'm, one of those. I'm, yeah, I'm starting to get that vibe from him. I'm starting to feel like he's he's the kind of guy. That he was great in um he's an all star. You know, he's an all star. Smaller market kind of small market yeah. Seattle, you know, he's maybe you know, maybe he's you know, maybe smoking weed a lot, you know, who knows? Yeah. Well, he's still pretty young. Oh. He's only twenty five and I and I noticed since Jury's fami- familia kinda like well, he's he just got old, right? I mean, he just right. kind of fell off. You know, he you, was a dominant closer at one point for a long right. time, and now he's not. And I think Cub fans could co- compare that to maybe Pedro Strope. I, I that's yeah. exactly what I thought of when you said it. Yeah, and just like, hey, you know, that's just a lot of innings on that arm, and so now it's closer by committee. And you said Lugo's closing, which no, is, Lugo's are closing now. But I, you know, Edwin Diaz was kind of closing he, too, right? He's got twenty five saves on the yes, year too. He does. And to be honest with you, he's got to get it together because we're not going to win without him. You know, we're not. Yeah. You know, we're, and especially if we don't have the, you know, the, the, as Cotton said, the sequence of success, which is how our starting pitches go seven. We're going to have it's going to be a problem. You know, well, so. and I saw you're a little bit beat up. I mean, uh, Robinson Cano's tour is oh, left yeah. hand. Is he done? And he'll be out till September. Cespedes yeah. is done because we already talked about that the last yeah, time we talked. Yeah, like, what was talked, he yeah. riding a horse or something? Isn't that the story? That's exactly what happened. They say he fell off. The, well, he says he was riding. Obviously, he fell off the horse. <laughs> or it stepped. Could have stepped on him. <laughs> the jury riding, dude. Whether he was really riding. It. Yeah, just um, he accidentally got caught in its mouth. Right. He was, yeah. he was on top of the horse for some reason. Yeah, doing trapeze acts. And then, and, and but Edwin Diaz has been a little bit hurt too. Like uh, I know they, they weren't Diaz sure whether got, he'd got be available. Little hammy thing going, but he says he's okay. Uh, thanks to uh, uh, to Freeman, he hits out. He hits uh, Tomas Nito in the back of the head with the bat, and he's now on a on, on concussion. The yeah, so you lost Nito, Nimo. Is done um, for the Nimmo's year. Nimmo's on his way back. Oh, he's on his way back. Okay, he, they said until the beginning of September here. And, and the cool thing is, is, is Jeff Lowry, who hasn't played all year, uh, is actually taking. He took, he took some at bat Saturday in Syracuse, 
and he took he took the day off Sunday. I, I, obviously, you know, I don't, I don't know, I don't know what he is today. Yeah, you're waiting for a lot of guys. Dominic Smith too, like you Dom. Know. Yeah, Dom is 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 on it as well. Um, and there's one other person I want. Oh yeah, no, I want to mention to you guys. So I go to the game yesterday, which you know we, you know we have seven hits. Uh, the, the Atlanta has two hits. They, they take they take Matt's out after he's pitching a two hitter. And one and, and one gave up one run. They take them out and and we lose. You know, uh, I think we hit into like five double plays that that game. We yeah. had seven hits. They had three hits and we lost. I have a feeling that the Mets and the Cubs feel like very similar teams right now. Maybe not we're in the average, way they're. We're an average team, and, and you know what? I, I I resigned to that fact. And I'm yeah, we're, we're an average team, and we're a young team. Uh, our so, defense is not that great. Uh, so you know what? We just have to roll with the punches. I mean, it's you know, there's, I, I'll tell you this: there's there's no great expectations other than the fact that it's so it's so freaking exciting that we're even here. That you know, we're we're, 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 we're playing with house money to be honest. So, with so you. I guess that's the main difference between the Cubs and the Mets right now. Yeah. It's like we feel like a team on the decline that's underachieving. Mm-hmm. You're a team on the rise that's oh, we're overachieving. On the rise, yeah. So you know, <laughs> I'm excited for you, Mike. But I just like I look. At the Cubs, and like it just feels like such failure on mm. our end right now, and, and uh, you know we'll get into that just because everybody's depressed from getting swept by the by the Nationals at Wrigley. Um, but you know it just yeah, yeah I feel like team, right though. now this they're might be a team. good series. I'm sorry, but they're a good team. I mean, they are. I mean, I, I'm scared. I'm scared. We're gonna play them what in the, in the week, and uh, we gotta play them at home. Although I, I really feel they have no home field a home court advantage because their fans are terrible. They don't come out to games. But I just, you know, like, you know, uh, Struble Cabrera is now with the Nats. They picked him up off the scrap heap. I think Philly Philly waved him Yeah, he, he he beat us yesterday. He's, I don't know what it is, but he's hot right now. Yeah. And, he, and, he's, and we're going to play. When he came into Shea Stadium, he showed his butt. And he's, you know, he's got a little chip on his shoulders. So, you know. What do you I mean got... he showed his butt? What happened with his Druble Cabrera in New York? Oh, no, he just had a great series oh, against us. Oh, okay. No, right. no, that's what I meant. Yeah, he had a great series against us. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, scared. I'm, I'm a little frightened by the Nationals. They're, they're good. Um, and um, I, think, I think they're probably going to get at least that one, that, that first wildcard spot. I think yeah, I don't, I don't know. If... It's not a lock yet because there's too many games left, but. They're looking pretty good. Yeah, I don't know if they catch the Braves. You know, no, I, I look at no. they do have seven games against the Braves, so they'd really have to dominate in that series. But that's going to be tough. So, like, uh, let me just uh, do some comparison stats here. Uh, yes, just sir. very, uh, very little uh, between the Cubs and the Mets. Uh, and the Mets are an average offensive team. Like, average. completely average. They're, like, right in the middle of every offensive category. Home runs, batting average, OPS, on-base percentage, everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Cubs are above average, you know, wow. in the top ten in just about every situation. Yet, the Cubs have only scored ten more runs than the Mets have. And they are 14th and 15th in the majors in runs scored, so that they're completely average. So the Cubs are – it's, like, hard to decipher – what that could mean to Cubs fans when you're looking at this team, you're like, how are we above average in every offensive category and completely average in runs scored? It's just like it's yeah. you know feels like runners in scoring position hell is what it fe- is what what like yeah. you feels like you know, but um but obviously uh, the Mets starters have been good for a long time and uh, they're sixth in the majors. 
uh, with a 391 earned run average. And these days, with the uh, old ball juice, um, <laughs> you know, to have a, a starter's ERA under four is impressive. And that's what you have 391 yeah. uh, sixth. Cubs are just uh, um, behind him at 408. Uh, the Mets relievers, though, have. Uh, they haven't been good. They've, no, they've got f- no, no. Like, like I said, if you get into our bullpen, it's over. I mean, you got us. That's that's how Achilles heel. I mean, our bullpen is terrible. And you got a yeah, five oh six earned run average on the year. But then you added a couple arms, uh, Brad Brock. <laughs> but I don't think that really helps you if he does anything nah. like he was doing with us. I don't and, think we've seen him yet, to be honest with you. I haven't. I can't remember him being in a game yet. I yeah, really he's he's been in there. Uh, let's has? see. Okay, okay. Yeah, a little bit. I mean, he's he's appeared in eight games, oh, okay, okay. six innings, and uh, has a seven fifty earned run average. So he's given <laughs> up five runs in six innings. So pretty much, he's been doing for you what he did for us, which no, is he's suck. My, he's not my favorite player at at the moment. So. No. <laughs> um, yeah, it's one of those dudes. Like you ever have guys like because like there's so much turnover with the team mm-hmm. that you're like. Who the hell is that guy? Like, I yeah, follow no, the team and, every day. And that's happened with us the whole time with our bullpen because because um, Mickey, you know, fire, uh, fire chief for uh, gang, uh, Gangs of New gangs York. Gangs of New York. Um, <laughs> he wore out our bullpen because he wouldn't let any of the starters, even the Grom on Syndergaard in the beginning of the year, he wouldn't let every, anyone go past fifth inning no matter what the pitch count was. And so he was bringing the bullpen guys in, you know, fifth, sixth, seventh inning. And it, it worked for a little bit, but then the arms, got, you could tell the arms got tired. He wore them out. So we were you know, going back and forth and bringing up, bringing up guys and, you know, getting guys off waivers. And so our, our bullpen has almost turned around since probably a oh month. Oh, my God. There's a lot of new faces. Michael Cotton, does this not sound like the most familiar story you've ever heard? In your life? I mean, it's exactly what's happening with the Cubs. Yeah. Completely new bullpen out there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, except for uh, Uncle Mike is kind of optimistic. Yes, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That like this, it is, it is a completely. Yeah. Like he, he's he's saying it like he he's excited about this. Like, oh, the whole bullpen's turned over. We're yeah, we used know, to suck. Now we roll. might be Things good. Are going yeah. well. Yeah, and, and we're like Seth the whole Lugo's fucking bullpen it. is turned over because we knew all last year this fucking bullpen needs to get changed. God damn it! Like, and the Cubs are technically in a better position than the Mets. Oh, I are. don't understand why this guy is on our podcast, fucking like making me feel terrible. <laughs> well, hopefully he's making everybody else happy. Um, so, uh, yeah, the, the Cubs are nearly a run better out of the bullpen, although it, does, it certainly doesn't feel that way. Um, both teams are average to a little above average in giving up the walks. Uh, the Mets strike out a lot of guys. That's, you know, a, a given when you got DeGrom and Syndergaard starting for you. Oh, I think we broke the major league record uh, two nights ago when DeGrom pitched 20, 26 uh, stri- you know, st- uh, strikeouts for combined, you know, uh, bullpen and – uh, starting pitcher, and guess what? We lost. Wait, oh my God. Hold, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah, hold on. I know How this. You strike out twenty six batters and lose. There's a, you only need to get twenty seven. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that was the Grom start, right? Uh, yes, it, it, yes. He struck out thirteen. Thirteen gave yeah. up one run on four hits and lost uh, two. I've lost never two to heard one. anything so cubes. It was crazy. Yeah, that was yesterday. 
Was that yesterday or the day before? No, no, it was the day before. Day before Matsy, Matsy pitched last. Matsy yesterday, yeah. Matsy pitched last. Hey, I got to ask you guys, what do you think about these white uniforms? Oh, horrible. Okay, uh, all right. Yeah, let's let's talk about this, okay? There was white ones, there was black ones. First question is, which is better, the white or the black? Well, I saw them I saw them in person yesterday. For oh, the first yeah, I, I saw two games this weekend, too. Yeah. All right, cool. Yeah. Uh, the honest, the only thing I don't like... For the, I, I like the white top, the white uniforms. I don't like the hat. The hat is a little bit too much for me. I, I don't think I would wear the hat. But I would. But the, I thought the, I thought the matte black ones were, I, I, you know, awesome, man. Well, I mean, the problem is watching the game, and I don't know if you had this problem, and I'm sure Johnny's going to bring it up because he brought it up in the bleachers this weekend. Is that I couldn't tell. You got a first base coach. The guy's on first. You got a first base right. coach wearing a uniform. Wait, who's on first? What's on second? And yeah. and he's standing right there in a black uniform. You got the player right there in a black uniform, and you got the umpire there. Like you can't tell who the hell is who, because it's just this like. <laughs> Except for it goes thin, middle yeah. side, yeah. fat, fat. Yeah, the, yeah. The, see, the, the one thing, and we were talking about this yesterday. The one thing I think where they, what was is that the fail was that they should have like highlighted the name on the back. It needed to be in a different form. color. At the because very least, the, it needed to be outlined in black. Something that right was because difference. the black uniforms had kind of a silver outline, and you could read those. Kinda, it was still yeah, really dark. Well, yeah, maybe was, maybe oh, not in the stands. On TV, you could kind of. Oh no, see yeah. Them. If once yeah, on TV, matter of fact, when they showed the players on the big scoreboard, you could see it then. But it, when you're in, if you, no, it was sunny, you know, eighty degrees. Yeah, the the whites you could couldn't not see, it all. see it. Yeah, yeah the, the whites you couldn't see it all. The blacks. Right. We're okay on TV, but you could have gone black uniforms, white numbers, white uniforms, black numbers, and I think I think you get through it a little yeah, bit better it, than what they It's called got right now. contrast. You need some something to contrast. You can't read anything. And oh, trust me, I was all over my TV doing that. I had my contrast up, <laughs> my tilt, my, my horizontal holds. <laughs> um, yeah, just with your rabbit ear TV, and then. Uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, and I thought that the – first of all, they, the white uniforms gave me, like, uh, a throwback feeling, like almost right. like before they even had logos and stuff. And to me, like, uh, dudes like Chris Bryant, he looks mm. like Super Mario, like with the paint – like with the all white, like it might as well have right. been wearing overalls or like a Benjamin Moore painter, you know, <laughs> like the Glidden guy, you know, that's it. <laughs> that's what it looked like to me. and, and or, the, the, the painter that shows up and – in these white overalls, and you're like, oh, shit, I, I got the wrong painter. This guy clearly has never painted anything in his life. Yeah, dude, the right. white dude. And after Labor Day, I can't believe it. <laughs> now, here's a funny <laughs> thing, too. Like, I got one, one, one more before you move on is that, so tell me, for the Cubs, who had the best nickname? Because that, that was the other part of this. Ugh, that They got, all suck. You know, some people didn't realize that the players had nicknames on the back yeah, of Yeah, you couldn't game. read them. Right. right. I mean, so not, not only can you not, like, see – <laughs> the uniforms like so here's the thing that got me it wasn't so much the cubs game you know like i understood cubs are white nats are black you know we're right. we're playing the game but when i'm watching highlights of other games i didn't know who was who i didn't know who was on the field at fucking like like oh that's a great catch by oh yeah. i don't know i don't that know nickname yeah, yeah, i don't know the nickname i don't follow the team close enough to know a number it's white so it could be one of 15 teams right i have no idea 
Yeah, and when you're flipping around, like I was trying to watch different games, and I had no idea who was playing. Like, because no, it all looked tell, the same. Oh, yeah, 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 you're right about that. There's no way you could tell. Yeah, it was yeah. all white, all black, and in years past, there was some sort of color of the team within the Yeah, they the all team. had different uniforms. You didn't see a, a, a blue shirt with white or blue shirt with red sleeves on every single white. player. Yeah, like, that's white or black. Yeah. But every, you know, every team, you know, yeah. that was kind of weird. But I'll be honest with you, I... I kind of like. I, I would buy a. I would buy the tops. I would buy a, a white, a white jersey or a black jersey if they. You know, I. I, it, I it, you you I be would. the. I would wait until because nobody else is going to Uncle Mike. No, yeah, yeah. Wait till next so year you I get would that wait. Yeah, yeah, November. Wait till the season ends and then go down to the MLB store, Times Square, whatever the Mets right. store that's over there, and they're gonna have that on suicide sale, and you're gonna buy one for thirty five dollars. So oh, that'd be great. Yeah. So, yeah. so here's the thing that you may not have clocked there, Uncle Mike, because you probably okay. weren't watching the, uh, the Cubs game on Friday. No, I didn't see. Right. But uh, so the pitchers who wore white uniforms had to wear black hats, right? Right. So exactly. John Lester had the white uniform, should have worn a, a white hat, but he was like, fuck that. I'm wearing my blue Cubs <laughs> hat. Oh, and then the rest, of, And then the rest of the team was like, Dude, we're rolling with Johnny Paycheck, and we're all going to wear our fucking blue hats. No. And, and I tell you what, it looked good. And then MLB cracked the whip, and they wore the white hats wow. the rest of the series. But it looked good. Like Honestly, Chicago. Danny, you rebels. were there. You saw like it, right? The I blue hats I saw it on TV, better. this one, yeah. The, the blue hats, I, it, yeah, well, kind of. I just It looked out of place, though, because everybody else wasn't doing it. The real weird thing. I thought it looked better. If everybody could have kept their normal hats, it would have made, like you say, when you're flipping around, oh, I see. But then it's not a thing. You know what I mean? Then it's not all white and then all black, and that was what they were going for. And it looked it looked better. It looked better. The, that's that's all I'm the saying. It craziest, the, the craziest shit was the the batting helmets. Oh yeah, the they, batting helmets. They looked like stormtroopers. Oh, yeah, yeah, the batting, yeah, that's exactly that's exactly what it looked like. Bam, 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 da, dun, da, da. That's exactly what it looked like. Everybody should have walked up to the Stormtroopers theme song. <laughs> well, and, and what was crazy is that, like, because of the white helmets, and you know, I'm watching on TV, the white helmets, the contrast could not have been created at all to make it so that you could see their faces. Right, their faces all looked like they were in shadow because it was just so white. All around their face, hmm. yeah. Like it I, just seemed darker than normal. Darker because it was whiter, and just the contrast. Yeah, maybe. I mean, it was it was just odd. I hated it. I thought it was stupid. And see, and, and that's what I'm saying. I, I think, I think that they had a good idea. Their thought was that it would make their personalized stuff pop, and it didn't. Well, because nobody really, it, it didn't. Number one, and. Other than the shoes, nobody really wore much that was different. Maybe a, a glove, but that shit's so far away from the actual uniform that nobody noticed. Yeah, some like socks. Like, they talked about the shoes, yeah. but it didn't pop. And and I heard the players complaining, too. They're like, these are stupid. These are ugly. Um, but, yeah, Mike. Well, wait. yeah, John Lester. Well, yeah. Just let, said, let me just, so, but <laughs> just to say one thing, I, I thought, did, did you guys see, this was a highlight maybe, when, when the Mets played Chicago White Sox, there was a play with Jeff McNeil, who his nickname is Squirrel. Okay. Okay. 
Oh, they that's actually a good nickname, though. They, yeah, they play the Sox, and um, he's playing right field, and he goes he goes into the stands pretty much to grab a foul ball. I did like, see this, and he bounced back from the from the netting right. that they've extended all the way down to the foul. Oh, oh yeah. wait, yes, you remember, you remember oh, that? Mets were playing the White yeah, Sox. I was at Sox. that game. Right. Oh, oh, really? Okay, cool. I was actually I'd never been to a, a Sox game in my wow. life. We flew in town for the John Baker Day celebration, and my wife and I were staying down on the south side. Well, actually, we weren't. We were kind of staying in the city, but we went down there for a game, and, yeah, we got to see that. Yeah. Of course, my wife saw that shit live. I was off getting a beer. I yeah. missed well, so, the So the funny thing the is that – Drunk. So, right? <laughs> so that's, that's not a bad idea. <laughs> I got it I, I that drink time. beer at the games too, so no shame in your game, brother. Uh, <laughs> but the cool thing was that. So, with that said, so McNeil's jersey said "Flying Squirrel." That's oh, nice, Flying Squirrel. <laughs> yeah, that was cool. Oh, that's he, great because of that. Because out of there. He really did fly. That was the first <laughs> time anybody had seen something like that yeah. in a major league game. Yeah. Like he yep. fucking just. I mean, he lifted off and dove, and yeah. I was most surprised yeah, by good. how deep into the stands he got. Oh, it was rows, rows back. Yeah, he was like third row. Yeah, it was yeah. it was weird, and yeah, that I you know you know that the White Sox are like, ooh, we need to tighten those those nets up. <laughs> so, in answer to your question before of like which nicknames I liked. Right. Uh, there's right. really only uh, like two, and one of them's kind of old. El Mago is a great nickname for Javier Baez. Everybody calls him that. And okay. then uh, I really like Nicholas Cast- Castellanos's, who we got from the Tigers at the trade okay. deadline. You, um, you like that one? Artist. Because he, Why, though? Because he artist? enjoys painting and phot- photography. Oh, and it just makes me like him more. It's a, that's the only reason why. I don't think it's a great nickname, but I think the reason he put it makes me like him more. That's oh, why. okay. Yeah, that's no, I, I can understand that. I didn't like artist that much. No, well, I, did, I didn't understand it. Like, yeah. One thing about a nickname is it's nice to like kind of understand what's going on with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Like it's it's uh, inherent within the name. Yeah. Well, Todd Fraser was the Todd father. I thought that was well, that's good. Yeah, that's pretty good. And uh, um, he was the Todd father, and then Peter Alonzo. He's got this polar bear thing going on. I don't even understand what that. I don't even know the origins of that. But if you notice on his uh, on his uh, uh, elbow guard, he has a polar bear, and that he's a polar bear. So, just, all right, there you go. Maybe he's trying to uh, you know bring a little bit of recognition to the Arctic and the melting uh, glacial ice. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm, okay, what, what the hell hey, do I know? <laughs> You know what? Was he wearing all white? Yeah. yeah Maybe white. he knew that the, white. the uniforms are going to be all white, and he's like, I'm going polar I'm bear going polar. because I'm going to look like a polar bear. I'll tell you, I feel bad for the, no, I, I didn't feel bad for the Braves, but I did think about the fact that they played a, a, a three-game series with the Mets. I mean, it was it was 80 degrees, sun beaming every day, and they were out there in, in all-black uniforms. Yeah, man. it's hotter, must, yeah. That couldn't have been fun, but they whooped our ass, so, I mean, I guess it was. Yeah, it was fine. I mean, yeah, and <laughs> same with us, man. Nationals out there in all black uniforms, getting soaking up right. the sun. Same thing happened and again. And it, it kicked Probably our ass at home, too. Living. Yeah. 
Man, I'm serious. The same thing's happening as to us, to both of our teams, but for different reasons. Yeah, we live in parallel universe. And, uh, all right, well, let me get into the defense because yeah, uh, we um, – let's move through. We got Johnny coming on in about 10 minutes. Okay, cool. Um, so both teams have exactly 70 errors. Actually, did the Cubs have an error yesterday? Because if they did, then now we have 70. No, we did not. So both teams have 70 errors coming in. Uh, it's tied for seventh, like you said, not the best defensive team with the Mets. Cubs have really underachieved in this category. I want to share a stat with uh, everybody from uh, Full Count Tommy and how the Cubs have regressed. And he looked up the Cubs' defensive efficiency uh, in a park-adjusted way by years. Uh, so that's a you know maybe a little bit more uh, more specific. So they were first in 2016 with a 6.38. Then, um, and I'm not sure what that six is and everything. Uh, in 2017, they were 1.41. Last year, 0.68. Now, 0.27, which is 14th. So they went from first to sixth to 10th to 14th. So that's t- terrible regression uh, defensively. Um, and, uh, and, and it is not working in our favor. No. It is not working in our favor um, because uh, regression is a really powerful thing. In this case, it works does in our not favor. Work in our favor. <laughs> so um, yeah, that's a little bit more. I mean, it's not a secret. He's stupid. Yeah, it's some stupid <laughs> stats. So uh, the Mets have allowed more stolen bases than anybody in the major leagues. That's yeah, uh, Wilson and Ramos and, and Rene Rivera. Bet, I would bet. You know, Ramos is actually he's been he's been holding his own. But Syndergaard, he I mean, just his whole is. His move to um, home base, I would bet that the half of those stolen bases are off Syndergaard. He, yeah, I think move- that's the case with the Cubs, too, a lot. To You know, they're just like, focus on the hitter. And uh, the, Yeah, the Nationals just, oh, they, I mean, the Nationals, they, anytime Syndergaard's pitching, they, they, run, they, they run on every pitch. Yeah, well, don't <laughs> worry, we won't do that to you. I okay. promise we are like fourth to last in stolen bases. Oh, really? Yeah, that is that is one situation okay. where you do not have to worry. We are not running. Okay. Um, so uh, yeah, and it really is a lot though. You've uh, 107 stolen bases to the Cubs, 57 allowed. That's uh, it's a lot mm-hmm. more stolen yeah, bases. Yeah. And now everybody's favorite uh, stat on the Sun Rancho show. The incredibly shrinking dur, not good. Cubs now tenth with their six ninety three dur. We're not hitting seven hundred this year, folks. And uh, the Mets are twenty third worst uh, in uh, defensive efficiency. Yeah, we we stink defensively. Yeah. So the scavenger hunt for this series, uh, first I'd like to say to uh, Josh and Chris, nice work on your photoshops of uh, photoshopping Johnny and I into hilarious situations in uh, Chicago for Johnny's big Chicago Cubs uh, weekend at Wrigley. Uh, That was funny. So this time, because the Cubs just got swept, uh, well, I don't know if anybody notices if you watch my TV show Outside the Ivy. We are 2-0. and O's. Hey, by the way, congrats, Rocket. Man, oh, on thanks, that, dude. Man. Yeah, we're congrats. having fun. But it's um, Outside the Ivy is 2-0 and o since I built a shrine, a <laughs> candle shrine at the studio. We're on again tomorrow, so I'll have the shrine going again. Cool. Uh, so it's time for everybody to get in on the shrine thing. It's shrine time. So build a damn Cubs Joe Boo shrine. Take a picture of it. 
put it out on Twitter. Uh, hashtag Sunranto Scavenger Hunt. Make sure you tag me so I see it. And you could win a John Baker Day signed Matt Cameron art piece or and a pink out the bleachers t-shirt. So get in and build yourself a shrine. It's shrine time. Hashtag shrine time. <laughs> <laughs> see, that, see, that's the new t-shirt. Yeah. Sunranto. Hashtag, hashtag shrine time. <laughs> um, yeah, my new t-shirt idea that uh, he didn't get back to me yet, but our uh, friend over at uh, uh, 1908 Tees, uh, I wanted uh, Jason to make me a, uh, a shirt that says uh, give it to a kid or give the ball to a kid, but then a kid is crossed out and underneath it's scrawled Mai Tai Guy. So give it to my – you don't know the story, but my Tai guy uh, was in trouble in Chicago and everybody hated him because he stole a walk-off home run from two children. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, it, he didn't really do that, but, uh, but that's what everybody thinks happened. Well, he, he did get he, he, the walk-off home run. It's just that there were children in the vicinity and uh, people kind of lost their mind. Yeah, because it looked bad. He got, he got raked over the – man got it instead of a kid. Yeah, he got raked over the coals, but – so, uh, let's see. All these games are at 610 Central, 710 Eastern. Um, it's going to exactly. be nice. Mid, mid. Uh, I mean, this time of year, New York could be real nice. Maybe, and it seems like it's a little cooler than usual. Mid-70s, down right. to maybe around 69 at night. Nice. Yeah. Might rain on Wednesday. Yeah, so, uh, you know anything uh, different than me? That's all. Bring a hoodie. Bring a little hoodie. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, because it gets it, a little especially windy. Especially if we're going to 69. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, you can get messy. In fact, bring a raincoat because it might rain on Wednesday. And I mean, and then you could go down to Times Square later. Oh wait, it's not the 1970s Times Square. Anymore. No, no, there are no porn uh, theaters there anymore. But uh, Mike, you were saying that it's now it's going to be a little messed up if you're going to go to these games. Oh, uh, we got good travel info. From yeah, Mike. yeah. What's happening? Yeah, leave the. Cl- yeah, leave leave the Uber and the light. Don't 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 try Lyft or Uber. Just take the seven train. Yeah, seven train. express. The best. Yes, the best. No, train. no, but no, but what's going on over at Roland Garros? Isn't that what it's called? It, no, no, yeah, it's, and, no, no, no. Uh, Flush, Arthur, Flushing oh, Meadows Ash, Ar- Stadium. Ar- what's Roland Garros? And that's like Wimbledon. That's isn't that's, it? that's no, that's French Open. French Open. Yeah, well, but the French U.S. Open. Open is happening right now. I don't know, <laughs> man. Like. These are these are. I'm not big on my tennis. I'm not up on Appar- my tennis. Apparently not. No. <laughs> no, but okay. So Arthur Ashcourt at you know at uh, you know the U.S. US Open. Open. Tell us what's yeah, going on. Oh, it's the U.S. Open. It's like it's it's the it's the Grand Slam. The the last actually it's the end of the season for men and women's tennis. It's a it's it's the last Grand Slam of the year. Yeah, and have you ever been to one of these? Like, have you ever actually gone? The funny thing about it, I was there (laughs) last last week. They uh, they had what they call fan appreciation week, and uh, all the uh, players that are need to qualify, like they don't have a bid, or they don't, you know, they're not they don't have a bid in the finals, which start. I mean, not the finals, but the 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 uh, The the bracket draw that starts this week. They have what they call qualifiers. So I actually went to uh, actually a friend of mine uh, was uh, in the qualies last week. So I actually attended Thursday and Friday. I was there. 
Oh, cool. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. won't it be an absolute madhouse? Yeah, because it's going to be crazy. Is, oh, literally no. Literally, it's the same train stop, right? It's, a train, it's the same train stop, and, and they're they're right across, the, pretty much right across the, the street from each other. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So, uh, allow, well, they're going to be running lots of trains out there, but still, they're going to be packed. So, just like, you know. Mike, what's going to be the harder ticket to get? Mets, Cubs, or U.S. <laughs> Open? U.S. Open. <laughs> yeah, are you kidding me? It's not even close. U.S. Open. So game one of the series is going to be you, Darvish, who's got a four forty. You run homer. Yeah, he's got. I'm trying to. That's hashtag you run homer. That's not a good thing, Michael. Every time, (laughs) it's like the John Lester. That that first no, it's it's even worse. Is the John Lester? This is a. This is a you run homer. Yeah, well, just so you know, uh, you're th- that's it's unfortunately happened too much. You Darvish leads the National League in giving up home runs, and they're all two run homers. They seem yeah, like. probably. He's given up thirty of them this year. Uh, so nice, uh, nice. Like the like to hear that. Yeah. No, 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 no. no. Sixty nine would be nice. Thirty yeah. is kind of thirty is you're like bad. perpendicular. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's uh, so Udarv is going up against Marcus Stroman, who you picked up from the Blue Jays. Your new guy. He's got a seven and eleven record on the year. He's got a three eighteen earned run average. And you uh, Darvish was you garbage last time he went out there in a wild Giants win, twelve to eleven. Uh, but he gave no, up no, no, seven no, the runs. Cubs won that game. Oh, I know. The, he, the no, Cubs- you said a. You said a wild Giants win. Yeah, like, oh, yeah, you're right. A wild Cubs win over the Giants. Like, <laughs> okay. I, I, yeah. I, man, I, look, sometimes I get accused of being. <laughs> and I thought maybe I didn't remember that game correctly. No, we, we win. Cubs swept the Giants. And uh, it, you, you did strike out eight, but, he, but seven runs, six aren't. Not good. Oh, and he didn't walk any either. And then after the game, no, he didn't walk. He maybe needs yeah, to he, walk a few he more. He didn't walk any because all those all those balls are right over the plate. And right over the fence, too. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, and then he was dunking on David Kaplan after the game. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw that, but. D- oh, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, because Kaplan pointed out some stats about what he's throwing you know, to different batters, like uh, the off-speed pitch specifically th- with two strikes. And uh, Pooh Garbage turned around and said, actually, dude, uh, the, you know, lefties have low batting averages on that pitch. And, yeah, Ka- and, and Kaplan's like, what about righties? And they have high batting averages. And, yeah, but then he said it's the first righty to hit the cutter on me all year or something like that. What What I think is... I feel bad for you, Darvish. I think everybody in Japan's asleep, and there's nobody to talk to on Twitter. He's looking for something, so then he's fucking searching his own name, yeah. which nobody should do. And and then you know, and then he's 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 reaching out to Kaplan as a friend. Kaplan's shitting on him. I don't know. Yeah, it let's, might it might it might all be for show. Maybe they're all having a good time. Look at let's doing be it, nice yeah. to the foreign exchange students sometimes. Yeah. So, uh, you garbage. Uh, so I'll be nicer. You, Gar- you Darvish <laughs> gave up um, four through six to the Mets at Wrigley Field. So, and the Cubs lost the game. Uh, McNeil and Conforto took him deep in that game. Um, love it, love it. Marcus Stroman is coming off a little bit of a pulled hammy, kind of a shortened outing, so he's not hundred uh, percent. They trade you traded a couple minor league arms for him. 
And yeah. uh, he's been pretty decent since he came over. Just, you know, the Mets have won every game he's pitched in, yep. uh, which is four games. And uh, but he's he's averaging about five to six innings pitched, so he's not going real deep. Uh, you know, a couple four pluses in there. Uh, he's averaging three runs a game, yep. so he's keeping you in everything except for that you got to go to the bullpen. Right. Uh, Nicholas Castellanos has seen him the most, and he pretty much sucks against him, uh, except for a, a home run. Jonathan Lucroy, who is the guy I keep forgetting, is on the Cubs. Um, is a, even though he's playing a lot, he's playing a lot. But I was, but I'm, I always think I'm looking at the other team. I'm like, oh, Luke well, Roy plays for um, every like he's always played against us, Brewers. Right. Not, not only is he a nondescript middle-aged white guy, but he's also wearing a mask. Yeah, nobody so, knows who he is. Yeah. So, um, yeah, he's yes. four for five though against Stroman. So Stroman's just got to keep his walks down. That's that's his his uh, he, he walks too many people and he gets himself into trouble. But he, he throws fire. I think he's what's got like seventeen strikeouts over the last three games. So I mean, that's you know he's that's his out. You know that, that kind of keeps him in all our good graces. Yeah, the fact he, that he can he gets he gets himself he he can easily get himself out of a jam. But it, it's you know it's like you know I need a you know I need an acid pill every time he pitches because so like, you don't clench up quite as much when there's two or three guys on base. Yeah, because he has he, he throws fire. He does. His, yeah. his slider is, is it's it's nice. Yeah. So have you ever thought about getting the t-shirt Abe Stroman <laughs> the Sausage <laughs> King of New York? The Sausage King? No, I haven't thought of that. Maybe yeah, I, don't, I don't think it's Ferris Bueller's quite. I mean, it's a very popular music, movie all over the place, but right. I don't think it's quite as popular as it is in Chicago. I don't know right. how many people would get the joke. But, Put uh, it on the T-shirt, Rocket. Yeah, I'm not doing it. He's not my pitcher. No, see, it's if yours. Marcus that, Stroman I'm plays that to the you, Cubs. Mike. You gotta, you, you gotta draw that on with like marker on a white T-shirt. <laughs> yeah, and, and wear it to the game, and all the Chicago fans will be like, "Hey, yeah." If Marcus Stroman pitches for the Cubs, it is a wonderful T-shirt. Yeah, Marcus Stroman, the fastball king of Chicago, or something. So, what do you think? We take Mets take the first game, huh? I don't. I don't think so. I mean, in fact, we have to take this game because it doesn't get easier from here. I'm here on mybookie.ag on the uh, sports book. We got you, Darvish, going up against uh, Marcus Stroman. And, man, it's pretty even odds. Both teams, money line, minus 110. So it's even, you know, uh, with uh, over-unders eight and a half. Woo, this is a tough one. This is a tight one. Uh, I'm going to take the over here though I feel like the Cubs are about to break out of it and they're going to do it against Marcus Stroman who's had hammy problems he's going to be out of there after the fourth and then in comes the Mets bullpen and that's when we do the damage so go to mybookie.ag and place your bets today if you never want to hear another ad like this you know what to do Patreon.com. <laughs> I screwed it up. Patreon.com slash Sunranto. You go on there. You subscribe to us for a dollar. You get the show early, ad free, your own RSS feed. Please do it today because it's better than listening to ads. That's all I got to say about it. Back to the show. Uh, game two. Yes, sir. Is Kyle Hendricks, who's been very good, nine and nine with a three twenty against Noah Syndergaard. Talk about it. Nine and six with a three seventy one. This is a highlight game right here. This is going to be a hell of a game. Probably how you draw it up: two to one, 
three to two, one to nothing, maybe. Uh, but Kyle has somehow not faced the Mets since 2016. Wow, which is kind of hard to do. Um, <laughs> last last time he went seven, it was incredible in a in a one nothing win over the Giants. Gave up three hits and no runs. Uh, Todd Frazier and Wilson Ramos have seen him the most, and they both kind of suck up against him. Uh, Syndergaard, the Cubs beat him last time and got uh, four runs on nine hits, and he uh, lasted six innings at Wrigley Field. But he hasn't given up a run in three of his last four starts, including a one-to-nothing complete awesome. game shutout against Miami last time. He went out there yep. 101 pitches. Because yep. I was like looking at that, I was like, "Oh, complete game." That means he like went 140 pitches or something. And I'm like, "Nope, 101 pitches, complete Man, 101 game." 101 pitches out. on a complete game. That's a that's a great game. Yeah, yeah he's been uh, what a turnaround for him. I would you know, call that a John Lieber. In the beginning of the year. Yeah, what a turnaround. He's been he's been excellent since he's been back. And uh, no, I'm going to jinx it here for you. No okay. current Cub has homered off Jacob Degrom, and uh, Hayward. Javi and Bryant have had success off of him. So it's quite, you know, like some players that are even really good, like Noah Syndergaard, they'll have their kryptonite and it might be the Cubs. So I don't know. I think we take these first two games. Well, and I, and I will tell you the Cubs are better. The the Cubs are better against power pitchers than they are against junk ballers. The junk ballers. Yeah. Junk ballers just confuse the living shit out of this team. Yeah, Cause you guys hit home runs. That's why you're looking for the fastball, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, we give some, we give some guys firing, firing some heat in there. It's, it's actually leaning a bit in the favor of the Cubs. Yeah, it could. Um, and the well, you're about to see some heat with the, uh, Syndergaard and 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 Degrom. So yeah, because then Degrom. The other so thing that, that they're going to butt for a home run. You're about to see it. The other thing that's an advantage is that both of those pitchers throw with their right hand, which is better for us in general too. So uh, John, although with Rizzo, he's not on the IL, but he should be. He probably he should, should be. Yeah. This is fucking stupid. They're going to make Anthony Rizzo. Fly to New York, stay in some hotel wherever, I don't know, Cincinnati special with the fucking lumps in the bed. And, you know, like, his back hurts. Back pain sucks. We're all middle-aged guys. We know. Like, that shit puts your shit down for days. Sit him. Just let him stay home. Yeah. Yeah. They, 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 I think they just feel like they need him. You know, let his wife walk all over his back and really dig in with those toes yeah. because we know we know she can get the deep spots that's yeah, funny, yeah she he, lo- <laughs> he, he, he loves those toe he loves those toe massages it's true <laughs> so game game three uh john lester 10 and 9 449 earn run average now um versus jacob Degrom. um which do you think Degrom means of Grom? And if Jacob of Grom means that, what? Where the hell is Grom? <laughs> is that you know a place? What? I don't know the stat. Look at his ERA. You know, Two fifty six. But I think he's probably got. You know, I don't have. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, guys. I don't have the exact. You know, stat here. But he's got to have like five, six no decisions, man. We we. Wait, wait, what's his ERA? He's 8 and 7 on the year. He's 8 and 7 on the year. His ERA is 256, right? Hold on. Yeah. An ERA of 256 in 2019. In 2019, with the slick shit piece of 
garbage ball that pops out made by Titleist. That's like uh, that's it's, like a sub two ERA any other year. Yeah, it's uh, it's Cy Young uh, 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 prospect. That's what it is again. It, it really is because okay. the only guy blowing my mind. The only other guy is Ryu that has something like well, that. Well, Ryu's at a two, and uh, then you've got uh, Scherzer with a two forty one, and yeah. and Soroka from Atlanta is right there. DeGrom is number four. So yeah, Mike Soroka. Mike Soroka. Mike, 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 Mike. Woo! Man, I wish he was on the Cubs. Mike Soroka. Shit writes itself. So we say DeGrom leads the majors with strikeouts? Is that what you're going to say? Well, he may. I can look that up, too. I think, no, Verlander leads the majors. Oh, okay. So uh, he, he, needs, he leads the NL then, probably, right? Uh, he does lead the NL, except for Trevor Bauer has more. and But he just got traded over. He has most of those with Cleveland. So, okay. like, the, as far as the NL goes, guy has been on a team all year. Yeah, 207 strikeouts leads the NL. Love it. You know. Um, so, yeah, game three, uh, Lester DeGrom. Lester faced the Mets twice last year, beat them both times, gave up yeah. only three runs in 15 innings. But last time against the Nationals, he gave up six runs on nine hits mm. against the Nationals. That was 4.1 innings pitched. It wasn't good. Rajay Davis, and is he still on your team? Yes, he is. And Robinson Cano, who's hurt and maybe back soon, but uh, probably not for this series, right? Uh, they've seen him the most, and uh, Rajay Davis actually does quite well against John Lester. Very cool. We'll see what the uh, fire chief does. And yeah, Degrom, as we said, leads the majors in sh- or leads the uh, NL in strikeouts. Uh, yes. the, the Cubs got uh, two runs on eight hits, threw six against him, and beat him in the end because mm-hmm. of your bullpen. Uh, yeah. But they did strike out nine times against Degrom. Nine, nine times. times. Another so fair the score. The score probably was like two one, right? Something like that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, probably. I, I don't know. Yeah, the score of that game probably was like 2-3-1, something like that. Yeah. Uh, last time, though, we just talked about that. He struck out 13, gave up nice. one run on four hits, and lost 2-1. to one. So, yeah, a lot of those. Uh, Brizzo, so both Brian and Rizzo light him mm-hmm. up along with Hayward. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, everybody else blows on the team, though, against him. So we'll see what happens. I mean, you know, as we said, you know, team on the rise, team kind of – uh, you know, seemingly underperforming this year, ending up in pretty much the exact same place with similar records. Uh, that's what we got going in a week-long series in New York City. So is John Leslie you consider your, your ace or what? No, not yet. Not this year, no. Okay. Not anymore. No. Okay, not anymore. You, Darvish, uh, had a couple runs, but I'd say Kyle Hendricks probably has been the best overall. Uh, maybe Q. Q, yeah, Q, I would say. I mean, we've had I, guys I that have performed, I, but it hasn't been consistent all year, you know? No, he hasn't been consistent, but it, over the last couple of months, he's, he's been the best. Yeah, and he's he's more the power pitter, pitcher where you know uh, Hendricks is. You know, he's working the finesse. He's he's making people beat themselves. I still feel like the power pitcher gets the ace de- designation, right? Hmm. Yeah. Not that he's not that he's throwing that hard. I think he throws in, in the way you think of it. Yeah, some yeah. guy that can dial it up hard, but he's not throwing as hard as he used to. And uh, mm-hmm. you know, he's certainly on the decline of his career at this point. But he battles out there, man. So like right. you know, he's he's a vet, and he'll give you what he can give you. 
in the best way he can, but it just hasn't always been very good recently. And that was kind of what, you know, what Pakoda said about us at the beginning of the year with the projections was that, you know, guys like Cole Hamels and John Lester will, you know, fade in the in the wind towards the end of the year. And we we we've seen that, you know, for sure. So uh, best of luck. Uh, not too much luck, though. Uh, but I, well, I think these would be a good game, man. I, I wish the Cubs played Mets more. You know, like they I'll be honest with you. I mean, it's, it's two teams that are, are you know, five hundred teams. That's that's you know, let's call a spade a spade. So I mean, I, I think they're pretty even, to be honest with you. Um, I'll, I'd like to take two or three. That would be great. We need we need a series after getting swept, and I'm sure you guys in in our parallel universe are thinking the same thing, huh? Oh yeah, you need to win win a game. Right? Oh, and I should mention that we're awful on the road. Like oh, nice. Like oh yeah, the, the Cubs yeah. are abysmal on the road. Yeah, they, like oh, nice. three fifty seven. Yeah, percent. we're basically the Marlins on the road. So enjoy that. Although Thanks. we did win our first road series. In Pittsburgh, well, uh, just technically, last, yeah, we I know. won it in Williamsport. In Williamsport with that Little League game. So uh, we won two or three against Pittsburgh, okay. and that was our first road series win in three months. So that's how bad we are on the road. So we'll see what happens. I, I've definitely – Looking forward to it. Looking forward to it. Yeah, guys. but uh, – but thanks for coming on, Uncle Mike. Everybody loves you that knows you on this show. and uh, I, I love doing this, man. I, oh, look, yeah, actually, I look forward to it. I you're love it. definitely one of our favorite guests. Cool. And Thank honestly, you. for me, as one of the hosts, it's it's you and it's Johnny, and we get them both on this episode. It's, nice. Yeah. It's like... It's, it's like, like Christmas. Christmas for yeah. podcasts. Yeah, <laughs> I should I should play a little bit of your uh, your Uncle Mike song. <laughs> it's so ridiculous with a little patty there. Yeah, know, I know how into Irish music you are, <laughs> Uncle Mike. You know that's your thing. So where can people find you? You are a musician, actually, and you do a lot of yeah. Production. The best that's way how we it's know all on Twitter these days. I, I'm boycotting uh, Instagram and Facebook, so but that's that's a whole nother podcast. Um, uh, well, Twitter, uh, I'm Bill's Kid, B I double L S K I D, Bill's Kid on Twitter. Yeah, Hit and me up, follow me, um, send money, all, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, and it's funny because you know, there was Carl Edwards Jr., who was uh, he just got traded to the Padres over on the mm-hmm. Padres now, uh, Chicago Cub for years. And uh, his Twitter is Edwards Kid, so is that a ah. thing? Well, I think so. Um, I, you know, honestly, I I thought to be honest with you, I thought I kind of made it up because it's also my publishing company. Right. But it, uh, but your last name is not Bilson. No, but no. Here's the deal. <laughs> my uh, my mom is Mildred, which is Millie. But as a as a as my mom as a kid was a tomboy, so they called her Bill. Okay. So I just uniquely came up with this thing like, oh, okay, so I'm Bill's kid. Oh, so uh, it's not your father's name. No, it's my mom. Yeah, it's my mom's mom. name is Bill. Yeah, they call her Bill. Yeah. Okay. That's cool, man. What a that, great story. Totally interesting different twist on the yeah. whole thing. Well, now you yeah. know what to put on the back of your white players weekend jersey. Exactly. It's yeah. Bill's kid. Yeah. I mean, that's <laughs> yeah. The, that nobody will be able to see from any distance. Yeah, I mean, nobody will know still know your Twitter handle because you can't read it. Exactly. But, uh, well, thanks for coming on, Uncle Mike. Uh, we're going to take a quick break on this show, and then we're going to come back on with Johnny Onomatopoeia. Stick tuned. Guys, 
Remember the days when you were always ready to go? Do you want to increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed? Well, listen up. BlueChew.com. That's blue like the color. Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. So you know it's going to work. You can take them anytime, day or night, full or empty stomach. And uh, since they're chewable, they work twice as fast as the pill. So you can be ready whenever an opportunity arises. Now, if you could benefit from the extra function and more confidence where it counts, Blue Chew is the fast and easy way to enhance your performance. You know, most guys talk a good game, but Blue Chew helps you follow through. Blue Chew is prescribed online and shipped straight to your door in a discreet package. So no in-person doctor's visit, no waiting in the pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness. They're made in the USA, and since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than a pharmacy. Now, right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use our promo code ARMCHAIR. Just pay $5 in shipping. That's B-L-U-E-C-H-E-W.com. Blue Chew. Promo code ARMCHAIR, and you try it free. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper, faster choice, and we thank them for sponsoring this podcast. And if you'd like to sponsor our podcast, please join us at patreon.com slash sunranto for early and ad-free listening. It's only a dollar a month. Come on, do it. Welcome back to the Sun Ranto Show, and as promised... She said, and smiled in her special way. Johnny Onomatopoeia, back on the Sun Ranto Show and back in L.A. after a weekend in Chicago. And, of course, Michael Cotton's still here. How you doing, uh, Johnny? I, I am still here. <laughs> like, like I said, uh, you know, it's like podcast Christmas to have both Uncle Mike and Johnny Onomatopoeia on the show at the same time. But... <sighs> I'm not really looking forward to talking to Johnny yeah, tonight. Yeah, because the Cubs, ever since the Nationals came in... I feel like he's got a shark hat on his head right now. Yeah, there's, we're stuck at 69 wins because of you and your stupid shark hat. Nice. Do, it's do, no do, do, longer do, do, do. nice. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, but, but, but Johnny, you got to share. Uh, so, Cubs stuck at 69 wins, and what happens to you on the way back from uh, Chicago last night? Well, the last time I was on your podcast, I learned the correct way to respond when someone says 69. Yeah. And so. <laughs> the my, Chicago way. Exactly. So my flight touched down and the flight attendant said over the address, uh, and we're going to be pulling into gate 69. And I looked left and right at my fellow bulkhead passengers and proudly and loudly went, nice. Yeah, baby. <laughs> gate 69. Um, so and how many people stood up and started to slow clap for you? Um, well, the, the, the pilot hadn't turned off the fasten seatbelt sign, but the second he did, it was, the whole plane was a standing up. Oh, okay. oh yeah. So, uh, we had a nice weekend. How, how was your, I mean, it was a pretty whirlwind. You get in Friday night late and uh, then we caught two games in pretty much a uh, 24 hour period. Yeah, whirlwind. it was great. I loved being in Chicago. The weather was great. Loved meeting all the, the bleacher bums. It was a great time. 
Yeah, we had uh, we sat uh, on Saturday and Sunday out in uh, like the left field well with uh, like Bleacher Jeff and the crew out there. Uh, Robert Davies was in town. Uh, Tony was out there, so like we had a blast. I mean, it was it, it was perfect except for that the Cubs were completely uncompetitive in two of three of these games and um, could not even pull out the third one that they managed to tie. But Wait, was, I was just going to ask, which game were they competitive in? Yeah, kind of the last one. I mean, they did tie it and went extras, but it, uh, was, it was sort of, but yeah. But And we talked about uh, this a little bit because Uncle Mike had gone to a game in New York and watched the Braves and the Mets in their black and white uniforms. But we basically saw the exact same thing at Wrigley Field because everybody looked the exact same. And I know, Johnny, you want to weigh in on these throwbacks. Michael and I already have, but... um... Everyone agrees there's nothing new. Every commentator and sports analyst it just pointed out how awful the uniforms were. And for me, the biggest problem was the Nats looked like umpires. So when you had the first base coach, the first base umpire, and Trey Turner on first. Yeah, I made this point uh, yeah, earlier because we were talking about it in the stands, too. I, I totally agree with you. It's just a black hole over there. Yeah. yeah. And, and this is and that's actually a – you can fix that. The umpires have blue jerseys. They do not have to wear the black. Yeah, they. Why didn't? Yeah, why weren't they wearing the blue ones? That Great was point. just a, that was just actual stupidity on the uh, MLB UA. Like, but at the same time, I mean, let's not go too hard on them. They probably don't know what color they're wearing at any time because they're colorblind. They're yeah, blind, exactly. of all sorts. Yes. Yeah. Let's face it. This uniform weekend was the new Coke of. Uh, <laughs> Of MLB this year. I mean, it was bad. Huge mistake. Yeah. Although, I pointed this out. There was one young kid, maybe he was 11, in the stands wearing one of the white Cubs weekend jerseys with black shorts and not a white hat. And he looked he looked rad. So it's like, yeah, a white jersey can look okay. But just the, the monochromatic look on each player was awful. Yeah. As I, I, as I was saying in game one... The Cubs wore their blue hats because John Lester wasn't having the black one, and that didn't look too bad when they were all wearing their blue hats. Like if if all the teams had worn their regular hats, it might right. have been right. Yeah, it's... then they wouldn't look like chefs or stormtroopers <laughs> or milkmen. Yeah, I like the milkmen cop, even though there's no milkmen anymore. So, uh, except for the dead milk. Just real quick, Cubs news before we get into these games. Um, we talked about Rizzo's back being hurt. That sucks. Um, Bodie's up, and the Dutch oven got hurt, which I know everybody is like doesn't give a fuck. But we are short a lefty in the pen because they brought up a position player instead of a, a lefty like Randy Rosario or somebody. It's and- the only time I've ever been upset about not having the Dutch oven. Yeah, um, Pedro Strope has been laying a Dutch oven still. So I mean, <laughs> it's been bad. I I did want to just bring that up a little bit. Like you know, he really sucked on uh, Friday. Let that game really get away. In fact, when Madden brought him in to uh, relieve Lester, uh, you know, he only gave up one run, but it, you know, it, he let in runners that Lester had put on base. And uh, it was just it's it feels like it's over with him right now. And like he didn't go out there the rest of the weekend. Well, actually, did he go out there yesterday? No, 
He didn't. Uh, he went no. out. He went out there when the game was out of hand on Saturday, the next day. And what do we got on Stropy's contract? Sucked then. He wa- wa- yeah, this is the last year. He walked two on Saturday, and uh, I mean the game was already out of hand. Uh, you know the Cubs lost that one seven to two, and uh, then they threw him out there. And the low leverage uh, finished the inning, but it wasn't pretty. And you know it just it's really sad to me that Pedro Strope's done, but it, he can't go out there anymore. It, it bums me out, too. I don't want Pedro to go out on this note, but that's what it's going to be. Uh, I think we just, you know, at the end of the year, you know, maybe like two weeks later, we do the montage with, uh, you know, some sort of like love song behind it. And we remember the good times. Eh, we got to. Uh, but he, I do have some good news is that uh, it, it doesn't seem to be mattering tonight because the Cardinals are kicking the Brewers ass. But, Nine to two. Uh, but uh, the Cubs have uh, more games against sub 500 teams, 15 games than the Cardinals do, who have 13 games. And three of those Cardinal games are with the Diamondbacks, who are uh, just one uh, game under 500 right now. So... That's a little bit of good news, I guess, if you believe that the Cubs can actually beat sub-500 teams, uh, then you would think that uh, advantage Cubs. Oh, I just saw – god damn it. Now I can't find it. Oh, if the St. Louis Cards go 19-14 and 14 to finish the season and get to 90 wins, the Cubs could go 20-12 and 12 and not catch them. Yeah, so, that's, yeah. I mean, it's not a huge difference, but you know what it is, though. It's a disheartening fucking situation we're in right now. It is a disheartening fucking situation. Yeah, you know, in mid-September, the Nats are going to be playing St. Louis for three games, so that might help. You know, if we beat each other up, that might help y'all if you're in a wild card spot or for the division. Yeah, it well, would be nice if they could sweep the Cardinals the way that they swept the fucking Cubs this weekend. Yeah, could you help us out with some of that? I'm on it. Yeah, because the you. goddamn Rockies couldn't even get one game. Because Johnny, I know one thing that we probably don't want is a. Well, it would be fun maybe for us, but I really think that the Cubs lose this game if it is indeed season ended today. Cubs and Nationals are the wild card teams. Right. right now, and the game's in D.C., and it's Max Scherzer versus I don't fucking know. Yeah, nobody knows. Yeah, But if the, if the season ended today, Max Scherzer is still a question mark. Came off the DL, was on a limited pitch count, so we're interested to see this week if he's going to be healthy. Yeah, I mean, it, you'll have him by then, though. That's the hope, but yeah. he... he he went out on the IL, came back, and went back after one game, and now he's back again. So what, what does it matter? We'll Apparently, you can just start fucking Joe Ross, and it's Correct. fine. So yeah, or as Drupal Gomez or whatever fucking mm-hmm. name is. Yeah, st- yeah, or and you also have Steven Strasburg as well, who struck out ten. <laughs> well, um, I mean, we kind of expected that to be a tough game, though, right? Yeah, yeah. Like there was a yeah. So, and I do want to mention, because we didn't talk about it the last time, is that the Cubs did sweep the Giants right before they got swept by the Nationals. They won 5-3 to three 
in a normal game, and then uh, twelve to eleven in a wild game, and then one to nothing in the in the Kyle Hendricks start. Uh, really tight game, but uh, Kyle did great. So uh, that's kind of I don't want to go into that series at all, but I, I I just wanted some positivity out there that it wasn't a it was a five hundred homestand, but it wasn't a a total disaster. At least you want this. You swept the Giants before getting swept. So, uh, how about... Um, so, pick up this rake at Home Depot. Give me some rakers. Oh, shit. Um, okay. Johnny, you could give me a raker for you for the weekend, too. All right. So, I wanted to go with Rizzo. You know, like, he was playing so well. But, uh, you know, in my best world, the captain gets the raker this week because he has a slash line of 506, 11, and 1,000 over five games. Unfortunately, he doesn't make the cut because he's having back problems from trying to carry the whole damn team, and he didn't get enough of bats <laughs> because he was out early in the weekend. So the clear choice after him is Big Nick Energy. He continues to rake and rake and rake and rake and rake. This week, it was a 444, 444, 704 slash for an 11.48 OPS, he had 12 hits, including two dongs and only five Ks. He's so good, he even got a phantom dong from some app that really, really wanted to give him a walk. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. What's that about? <laughs> so, so many, Was that yesterday? Because he hit the ball really hard and it almost went out, and that would have been the end of the game, right? Yeah, and, and there was an app out there, and I guess his brother tweeted him a screenshot of this app showing that he had hit a home run <laughs> and like, and he did, but we all know that didn't happen, but he was able to like, I guess his brother was able to get a screenshot of it before it got updated. And then he sent it to uh, Nick Castellanos to say, Hey, looks like you did a good thing there or you didn't. And I don't know. And Johnny, I don't know who you're going to pick for your raker for the nationals, but if I could nominate somebody that it really does impress me, it's Juan Soto. Yeah, he's great. Young guy. Yeah, you're I mean I could see he was 20, Oh, but wait for that sophomore slump. He's he's 20 years old and uh <laughs> you know, he, I I some we saw we actually sat right behind him. But when uh, he was playing left. Yeah. yeah you well, know I I heard he's comparable to Mel Ott. I, words getting out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Mel Ott. It, Mel Ott's a Hall of Famer, isn't he? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of ot heads who were uh, <laughs> hitting me up on Twitter over the weekend. You know, it, you, got a, you got a lot of ot love. If, yeah, and if Mel Ott played on Players Weekend, it, it has his nickname here. He was named Master Melvin. Whoa! Yeah, Man. that was just off the field. Yeah, born in New Orleans. Interesting, Master Melvin. In uh, Bill and Ted's bogus journey, a Melvin was when you pulled somebody's underwear up from out of their pants behind them. We, we used to call Melvin's nerds. Like, See, we called them uh, Snuggies. Wedgies. Wedgies. You all call of them. those words. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we call them Snuggies. Yeah, I never heard of that called a Melvin. Also, can, can I say this? I've, I've never, never seen a wedgie. I've only ever seen a wedgie in Revenge of the Nerds or other, like, 
really tired comedy that they're like, you're going to get a wedgie. Has anyone ever seen or seen? Oh, I've gotten a wedgie. I was going to okay. say, Johnny, I've never Good. seen one either because I can't see behind myself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, me and the rest of the bullies uh, just haven't <laughs> tried them out. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, so, I, I mean, obviously the Nats offense was there for you all, all weekend, but uh, you put up nine runs and uh, one time and seven runs twice. But Juan Soto really impresses me, and uh, obviously Rendon. Rendon I, went four for five in yesterday's game, which upped his batting average five points and put him second in batting average, uh, maybe third by the end of the day. Uh, yeah, the I, I wouldn't have wanted to walk him. And Ever. he was at the plate when the wild pitch got thrown. Always pitch to Rendon. That's what I say. Oh, yeah, God. I mean, <laughs> y- you never know what the pitcher was thinking, but you know, you have someone up there who's already done great for the weekend, and a wild pitch happens. It, it he, he gets in people's heads. And so. yeah, you know, you know what the pitcher's thinking? It's been a long weekend. We're getting our asses handed to us. This guy's on third. There's no fucking way I'm getting out of this shit. I'm just, I'm tossing it. We got it. I want to go to New York. I've got, you know, we'll be there tonight and I can party. Yep. Day off tomorrow. I want to go to 1970s Times Square. And, uh, you know, how about, um, I haven't worried about flakes since my grunge days. Remember them? Every other offensive player is literally offensive. You Darvish and Victor Caratini are the only other players besides Rizzo and uh, Big Nick Energy uh, that have batting averages over 200 this week. And those two don't have enough at-bats to really qualify for this. The worst of the offensive players, though, is KB. Clerch is hitting 130, 200, 261 for that. Nice. 461 OPS. That's two hits and two walks in 25 trips to the plate. He did hit a dong in one of his two hits, but his six Ks tie him for the most strikeouts on the team with Javi. So that's telling you Javi and KB 12 strikeouts. It wasn't. Yeah. Weekend. Yeah. And that was a game winning home run. So it he, was. Yeah, he did he did win a game with that home run, but yeah, but other than that it's been really bad. And um and, and he's it. got he's got 26 on the year, people. Like, look, I get it. Everybody wants to get on the KB bandwagon. They're all optimists. They all love him. I like KB a lot too. He's a good player. He doesn't seem when's the last time that we can really and truly say KB carried this team for any good stretch of the time. Can you think of something? Uh, like 2017. Okay. Maybe. So like two years ago? Yeah, two years ago. Yeah. And it was it, it's been tough on the guy. And I'm in you know, and I'm not bagging on him too much. Look, he he does what he is paid to do. He gets good numbers, but he's not the guy. I ever feel is really gonna like well I mean you know look at a guy like Rendon he's the Washington Nationals third baseman and he's you know hitting 330 how many home runs does Rendon have do you know offhand is it quite a few I could guess yeah 25 25. yeah Yeah, exactly so it's probably but KB's known as a home run hitter Rizzo has hit a lot of home runs in the past in this era of this year 
where this ball is flying out like ridiculously. It, it's frustrating to see that Rizzo and Bryant and I don't know some of these like. Uh, well, Hayward Hayward is in the double digits first time in his Cubs career, and these guys can't aren't aren't going to make their normal numbers at all. Yeah, well, you know, yeah, and you want to know, this is Rendon's contract year. He's 29. He's hit 29 home runs as well, matching his age. And as an uh, OPS, 100 points higher than Chris. More than 100 points, 1.024. Yeah, and are we, in, in how many MVPs does Rendon have? None. Yeah, that's what I'm assuming. Yeah, he and, got voted. Know, so he, I get the argument with, with KB, but that's not the reality necessarily anymore right yeah 407 obp for rendon and a lot of people are thirsting for him in chicago like a lot of money coming off the books rendon i know the national i'm I'm sure johnny you'd love to resign him do you think that uh the washington's rizzo frank will (laughs) get him go go get him they have to um that's that's the consensus around dc is that after letting harper go which uh Today, there was a slew of, of articles about what a great decision it was to let Harper go. You know, now, uh, in hindsight, everyone's like, the Nationals were so smart not to waste money on him, but now they have to spend that money on Rendon. Yeah, well, hopefully they don't spend $200 million. You know what I mean? Like, Rendon's a great player. I don't think he's a $200 million guy. And if they do that, then, it, then it, they're still kind of going to screw themselves, but... I don't know. I, I think that, uh, I, I mean. He's a 150, 160, 170 guy. I mean, right? he's, he's been doing nothing but getting better, you know, just year after year. You know, his numbers have uh, consistent. This has been his best year, so I don't know if you Yeah, but want... we're going to talk five, six years. Six-year contract, $180 million, You know, that's going to be 36 years old at the end of that. Yeah, I mean, he might want even more than that, seven, eight years. But then I think everything's going to get messed up because of the contracts with MLB players. And I think we're going to see weird stuff happen. I think it's, you know, we've seen holdouts like Craig Kimbrell and, uh, you know, uh, contracts getting done very late in the season. if If the Nats fuck up and they spend a bunch on Rendon, they won't have that money left over the next year when KB hits the market. Yeah, but who wants KB? I think (laughs) uh, that's what I'm saying, unless KB puts up crazy numbers in his contract year. But I don't think people are fooled by that, you know. And, And a lot of people are saying, hey, go get Rendon here and let, because KB's going to walk in two years anyway. So, you know, figure that out. Keep your window open with a big player like Rendon and spend the money. And then don't spend it on Bryant because you locked up Rendon and he's your third baseman. And trade Schwarber and move Bryant to left field permanently. And, like, people are saying all this stuff. Right. And and I'm not going to go out there and say they're wrong. It may not be what I want to do exactly. But, you know, hey. That's what happens when you're look when you're superstar, and when you look at his numbers, his season numbers and his career numbers, they look amazing. But when you watch him every single day, there's a the eye test is different than the numbers test, right, Danny? Yeah, well, and you know, I can't even put my finger on his defense either because I mean, Rendon is I'd say he's an excellent defender, wouldn't you? 
Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And Golden Glove. And sometimes like KB I mean, we saw him make some great plays this weekend. You know, dive into his right, you know, dive into his left. You know, it looked really solid, but then sometimes, man, he just brick handed. You know, so I can't even put my finger on that, you know, as far as like yeah, do, it, do I it, think it, he's it, a good defender or not, you know? Right. I would say he's he's a good defender. I would say KB is a good defender, but not well up, well above average in across the board five tool guy sort of thing. But he doesn't feel like the guy that's ever gonna just carry a team on his back, right? Like and just be the guy. It hasn't been that way for a long time. When he and and then there were other guys, and I think this might have something to do with it. There were other guys performing at a similar level to him, and there was diversity in the kind of offensive players we saw it with the Nationals. Johnny, you saw those squibbers, like the way you were scoring sacrifice flies. Like we were texting back and forth on Friday. Yeah, it was <clears throat> the first run was infield hit sack bunt. Stolen base sack fly for the first run on Friday. Yeah, and then and then it was just death by a thousand cuts. And then I don't know if it's a problem with the defensive alignment of the Cubs, but they just were not standing where these little fucking seeing eye singles were sneaking through the infield all weekend. Yeah, I was actually I wanted to ask you, Johnny. Like, uh, you pay attention to this team a little more than we do. You probably catch more of the games. I know you do. Uh, so is this a normal? weekend for them like i remember they were talking early that they were upset the the nationals were upset that the wind was blowing in at wrigley but apparently they can just change their game up and play small ball that's interesting i shit out of somebody i wonder who said that they were upset that the wind was blowing in because i can't and i can't remember who it was but one of the guys is just saying that like the players kind of went out and looked and looked at the flags and like, damn it, every time I'm here, the wind hmm. is blowing in. Because the home run ball is not part of our everyday game. It's it's just been putting putting little hits together, singles, and a lot of doubles. Anthony Rendon is Tony Two Bags. He's always getting doubles. Um, and doubles and steals are, I would say, the biggest part of our offense. That's the other thing. They steal a lot. Yeah, and Trey so, Turner, man, he uh, did he have? Uh, I'm sure he had a stolen base this weekend. Yeah, we saw him steal a so, bag. I Robles. have to say, Robles can steal. Although he, not, we also saw Johnny, you called it with Robles get, uh, doing the the bonehead getting uh, what he got doubled off or something or picked off. Yeah, that's right. He got into a pickle. He ran. Yeah. He ran from first. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, uh, Turner stole on Saturday. Para can steal too, and he stole two bags. Well. I'll tell you, I didn't like to see it because it was the Nats, but I love the style of baseball the Nats were playing this weekend. Well, well how so about this? You know, Joe Madden. 23 runs with the exact same amount of home runs as the Cubs. And the Cubs, the the third game comes down to two balls that are hit so hard that if the wind is going a different direction, the, the Cubs are going to, the ball's going to go out and they're going to win the game. Oh, it, it, if that's what you're certain apps, <laughs> <laughs> right? But you can't count on that. What you can always count on is uh, singles and speed and making something happen. You can't say, "Oh, well, the wind is blowing in, so we don't have a game plan." Oh, and the sacrifice bunt, and I mean, I'm telling you, Johnny, like 
everything about the Nats game offensively this week. Impressive. I loved it. Yeah. Because everybody knows on this show, I'm not a huge fan of the home run. I like I like base hits and I like singles, moving people over, stealing bases. Like that shit is fun baseball to watch. And it might it's be just part stuck of that they were wearing black uniforms. Uh, it might be part of the fun that uh, that's why Harper, you know, Harper's gone and he was Mr. Home Run or Strikeout. He and was so he, Mr. Not playing with the rest of the team. Yeah, he was he wasn't, you know, uh, famously wasn't running out uh, fly balls. You know, that got him that got him choked in the in the, <laughs> in the dugout for 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 not hustling. And, you know, we saw a play uh, over the weekend where the the Nats ran out a shirt out and there was uh, an error at first and the, the runner was safe. So it's, it's great to see the hustle. Yeah. We had a hap over there on Sunday and he did okay, but you know, it wasn't. Hap looked pretty good at first base. I will say I, when they announced that he was playing first, I was cringing really hard. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't, it, it wasn't great, but it wasn't, I mean, there it's true. I mean, they have a lot of, the Nats have a lot of speed, so they did, well, he Gets literally never plays that position. Yeah, so. he he can't do the splits. Is really what I'm kind of saying <laughs> no, here. But is he, that he picked a couple balls. He picked a couple balls, and then he was you know just a first yeah. baseman. Other than that, like. Well, I think the proof of what you were we were just talking about with the offense of the Nationals is what uh, Sahad of Sharma quoted uh, and used for the title of his uh, article at the Athle- at the Athletic. Um, the, Joe Madden said they just don't chase. Cubs manager Joe Madden finds himself envious of Washington's lineup. And, oh. yeah, that's kind of how I felt, too. You know what, though? Since we were just talking about Hap when you said they just don't chase, that was some bullshit when he got tossed from that game because that was a fucking ball. And he made the right decision in that moment not to chase and got rung up yeah. and then tossed from the game. That was some bullshit. Yeah, right that there. game Saturday might have had a different complexion. I don't know that the Cubs end up winning it, but at, but definitely that inning, if you can make score a couple runs there, you might see it play out a little differently. It's hard to say. But, well, the other three times they had bases loaded, they didn't do anything either. So you know, yeah. So I'm just like, yeah, I'll probably strike out anyway. <laughs> um, but uh, that's how it feels right now. Um, then, but uh, check this out: the Nationals. These are uh, stats from that article. The Nationals are third in all of baseball in contact rate at 79%. Meanwhile, the Cubs are dead or no, they um third in all of baseball and they lead the NL in contact rate at 79%. The Cubs meanwhile are dead last at 73.7%. So yeah, so it's not you know, the numbers back it up if you're not putting the ball in play. Eh, you know. Yeah. And, yeah, there you go. Yeah, I mean, and uh, the Cubs struck out uh, 14 times. I mean, 11 inning game, but still, you strike out 14 times on uh, Sunday. They strike out 12 times on Saturday, and then uh, seven times on uh, Friday. But that's still uh, quite a few strikeouts. Well, but that was the only game they were really in. The only time all weekend that they were just – well, maybe not the only time they were tied, but they were, they trailed the entire weekend. They never led at all. Sat, uh, Sunday was the only time they were like tied with them for a significant stretch of the game. So let, we should move on. You just put your lips oh, together. Oh, we'll go backwards. Whoa. 
go with the bad news first. No, Jesus Christ. Johnny Paycheck is struggling. Uh, against the Reds, he gave up three runs over five innings and walked three. Against the Pirates, he walked five, even though he didn't give up any runs. And against the Nationals, he got hit all over and gave up six runs. What do you think about this, Johnny? Like the way that Lester was just getting manhandled by the Nats. I don't know. <laughs> you, you were like, I was flying that day. I wasn't watching. Yeah, who's Johnny? Yeah, it's. <laughs> yeah, Johnny? I mean, it's it's what's happening right now with John Lester. It's just you know we're seeing the end of his career. We knew it was coming. Uh, the Cubs, you know, didn't really have a contingency plan. For it not no, to work, he was the most expensive player they had ever gotten. No, but I point. think that you know you had to at least have a contingency plan for the idea that he was going to end up a number four or five, and end up at some point in this stretch run of his contract being the guy that we're seeing right now. So, well, I mean, we they don't do have, have anybody. Hugh Darvish, the most coveted free agent of that year. Oh yeah, and and yeah. you know for the most part, I mean, you've been. You know, gone on little runs here and there, but you know, yeah. it's and and, a, and an amazing trade to get Quintana, who was a young guy, lots of control, great pitcher, right? And he looks good sometimes. I don't know that they didn't have a contingency plan. I just think their contingency plans aren't necessarily working for them all the time. Well, there's, who else is going to start? Mike Montgomery could have been a guy that he's. You know, number five material, I guess, but you know, it's it, but they screwed with him and they needed him in the pen, and yeah. you know, they didn't. No, have I, a fifth. I'm I'm just saying they didn't have a. I don't think they ever. Well, no, I mean they tried to get you. He was supposed to be their number one. He was going to be the guy that replace Lester as the ace. Yeah, right? and then they were going to scale everybody back. Uh, I think they're hoping uh, Adbert Alzali would come through and like give us some like rookie magic. That didn't seem to happen. Yeah. Um, you know, the, everybody's waiting for Braylon Marquez, but that's a year away at least. I know. think Lester is a little bit of a victim of this just bad uh, scouting of pitching that the Cubs have. They haven't gotten a lot of good guys that could, you know, sort of step up and take that mantle from him. So everybody still expects him to be the guy when he really, at this point in his career, should be. A three or a four. Yeah, like John Lackey at the end. Yeah, that's kind of where we're go- we're heading, it feels. Yeah. Uh, in the bullpen, there are lots of choices, but I'll give it to the Dutch oven. Derek Holland, because of his 3.6 whip and a 500 batting average against, and he ended up in Illinois, he's definitely having the worst week. Yeah. So uh, I guess we'll just uh, do a little state of the bullpenis, shall we? Now it's time for the state of the bull penis with uh, Johnny. You can give me the state of uh, your bull penis. They look pretty good this weekend, huh? Yeah, it was surprising, um, especially on Saturday when um, they had to cover a bunch of innings. They did a good job. but Yeah, Saturday, your starter's out in the fourth. I'm getting all excited. Yep. And uh, this terrible bullpen weren't so terrible. It's 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 hit or miss. Oh, I was saying to Danny, this is just something I made up. But I wonder. Do I ask that? No, this is definite ask that. Um, or or, I, or is it a Natstad? Natstad. Exactly. Oh, Natstad. There we go. Nat-stat. Brought to you by my ass. Uh, the 
<laughs> I wonder when the Nationals bullpen, when they come in with a little bit of a lead, say three or four runs at least, I wonder if it calms them down. Because it's the close games, it's, oh, we're, we're up by one or two, or we're tied, that the bullpen falls apart. And so on Saturday, the Nats had a little bit of a lead, and I wonder if it just gives the relievers a little relief. Well, you well, were nervous. Did that, did that play out in Sunday's game? Because that was a close game. It, it did play out because um, you had Fernando Rodney go out there and just blow it, give up a, a massive homer. Um, no arrows. Yeah, no well, no, arrows. there were arrows. As soon as Fernando Rodney got freaking nailed, I have started shooting arrows. And Danny wasn't yeah. alone. There were there were three people on the stands around Danny. Yeah. Who all put- we were all shooting arrows out there. We were like, thanks, Fernando. Woo! Wait, Sh- okay. Shoot some arrows. Nice. So, all right, Johnny, you were in the stands, right? You were in the bleachers. Yeah. You were wearing your shark hat. You had a little trepidation about being there wearing your Nats stuff. How did it go? All right. Everyone in the bleachers was really nice to me. But it helps I, that you're with Danny Rocket. Absolutely. I, I felt like I was there with a celebrity. But I have to give a shout-out to John Pincus, who was especially nice to me, trying to make me feel welcome, and sitting across the aisle, kept turning to me during the second game when the Nats were doing well and saying things loudly like, Hey, Johnny, I thought your bullpen was terrible. You just shut us down. Hey, Johnny, holy shit, you guys are hitting well against us. And I'd be like, yo, quiet, quiet. He was blowing my shit up in the stand. <laughs> because Dan- Danny, why aren't you hitting the, the sting there? I didn't. Well, I thought he was just being saying, nice. Hey, Johnny. Listen, I, it's the friendly confines. We were. Oh, oh why aren't I hitting the sting? Yeah. I, the, right. Who's Johnny? Come on. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, exactly. It. it would be like every time he said it, it'd be like, who's Johnny? And who's then Johnny? The, grum- <laughs> the grumbling started. Hey, Johnny, your bullpen is really shutting us down. The Nats are great. You know, two, three heads turn, look at me. Who's Johnny? Like, who's this asshole interloper in our midst? And you're and sitting so, there with your fucking shark hat, and you're like, it's me. Well, yeah, it's that's me, just sure. it, Johnny. You played the shark hat situation so perfectly because you know, the goal was to get on TV. That oh, was 100% you the goal. It. You said it on the podcast Last week, you said it, and you did it. That was amazing. That's right. It was, I'm going to Amazon to order a shark hat to get on TV. <laughs> and uh, so, and you got not only – we were standing outside of left field, and we saw a cameraman, and there was a bunch of Nationals fans, and you piled around you, – first, you wanted to make fun of those guys. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I said to Danny, I was like – uh, I, I think that's Bush League to wear the opposing colors into someone else's home field. <laughs> then, then, then he saw the camera. Later, the camera guy is like, oh, can I get a shot of the Nats fans? And I'm like, yeah, Nats fans. Yeah, these are my friends. Like, I like them. Yeah, and he totally uh, usurped their moment on TV and got out as the shark with the shark hat. And then you didn't even wear it. And then we were in the bleachers, and then we saw the, the ghosts of Wrigley, the zombie guys. They were there sitting by us in left field, and we saw the camera come down to get a shot of them. Same like, camera guy from outside. Same camera guy, so he already knew you. And then so I'm like, Johnny, camera guy, shark hat, you know, and then you threw yeah. that on. And then they got another shot of you in there, and I'm in that shot, like in the background doing like little shark moves. So maybe some of it's my fault because I was singing Baby Shark. Oh, look at Danny trying to fucking take all the credit here. Daddy shark, do-do-do-do-do-do. Johnny? 
all I saw in the video was just you. Ah, no, I Danny was there. Danny I wish there was audio because Danny was <laughs> yeah. Danny was getting the 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 bleachers to sing Baby Shark. Yeah, people people were like, "Yeah, I'm not into the Nats, but damn, my kid loves that song." Yeah, and everybody was singing it, so it's all our fault. But um, yeah. Anyway, I thought that was a lot of fun, and it's the first time I've been. Well, I was wearing a vest, but it's the first time I ever didn't wear a shirt on television. Well, no, that's not even true. That's not true. You yeah, took your shirt off on outside, your TV yeah, show. Yeah, outside the Ivy. Yeah, but that was on the Facebook side. It wasn't technically, well, on on broadcast <laughs> television. So two things about my post. Um, I, I reposted the, the footage of the shark hat. And the first comment that I got from a friend who knows Danny was, is Danny wearing a vest behind you? I'm not kidding. That was the only comment. And I was like, he is. Uh, he's in great shape. And they're like, oh, good for him. And then the second thing notable about it is that my post got a like from Geraldo Parra, the man himself, the baby shark uh, Nats player, liked it. Oh, nice. On Instagram, right? Yeah. Oh, that's so awesome. So it was a great weekend for you. Yeah, for yeah. you. Yeah, Parra you didn't have to didn't suffer through three straight losses. It, it was good for me, except for when uh, Pincus was trying to get me killed. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we didn't do throws, right? So does it matter? I mean, really? Yeah, no. But we could on. let's skip it. <laughs> yeah, like we we could literally skip it. The only person actually that I wanted to write about at all was Scuba Steve. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, he you know, seems like, like he's come back strong. Three innings over three games this weekend, only gave up two hits and a walk. Yeah, what the Struck fuck is wrong three. with Joe, man? He's doing it again to him. Three oh. games in a row. No, four games in a row, actually. But oh, three God. this weekend. I didn't want to get into what you guys were talking about in the podcast before this, but this week, like, it's four games in a row, four innings. He's been great. No run, like, but yeah. What the it's fuck, like, Joe? We need him. Well, actually, now we need him to win now. Oh, crap. Well, did we? I don't know. We, it, Joe's going to put him in there for an entire yeah. game. Yeah. Now, we didn't do our state of our bull penis either, but I would say, uh, meh. 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 Yeah. yeah. I mean, meh. I mean, Kimbrel <laughs> has shown some life a little bit. Yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> I mean, Kin- Kinsler yeah. has done, done yeah, pretty good, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, but uh, oh, well, what about the rest of the bullpen? Uh, oh, oh, wait, uh, what? What? I'm sorry, I got to go home for dinner. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not going to talk about them. Yeah, <laughs> so, I've got the munchies. So, uh, yeah, I I don't know what else to say about these games. I owe Johnny a national song. I have officially lost the season bet. Um, I, I do, I, I'm going to take to heart what you said about go-go music and maybe try to write something in that vein. Oh yeah, that'd be great. Go-go yeah. is the music of Washington, D.C. Yeah. What? So, and what was the name of the <laughs> Wait, hold on. Yeah. What? You don't know this? No. I don't, nobody knows this. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it's really, not a fucking yeah. thing. You it act is. like, oh, like, you know, like Johnny, who's who's the go-go artist that you texted me about the other the, day? The godfather of go-go is Chuck Brown, and he has a song called Bustin' Loose. And then um, if you want to know... Did this come about in like the 80s? 
Yeah, it was 70s into 80s. And oh, it's, okay, it's still somewhat popular. But it made it into, essentially, if um, you know that song, it's like, Don't has got a big old butt. Oh, yeah. That's probably the most popular national go-go song. That's the go-go beat. So that's the DCB. Yeah, and it's kind of like a faster, rappier New Orleans role. Yeah. But hold on. Didn't DC have a really hardcore punk scene? That also came about, yeah. Yeah, see, I feel like... Yeah, that was 80s. Maybe go-go's was 70s, 80s. Yeah, it's 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 kind of funk based. It's kind of like it has a lot of rap, a little bit in early rap kind of. Yeah, you're going. Dan's yeah, got yeah. a big old butt. It's oh, cool. Yeah. It's because it does it does kind of incorporate <laughs> different styles of music. Okay. You know, I, I I it's like a fast New Orleans roll beat. It's cool. Well, here you know these are called Tingo bells from Brazil, and this is like. <laughs> That's the basis of the beat. Yeah. I, you know what? I heard a lot of uh, early, 90s, early 90s rap songs with that exact sound. Yeah, yeah. that'd be go-go. Yeah, yeah that's, the, okay. that's the DC. Influence. Straight out of right. DC, baby. <laughs> so, uh, at, at, you know, did I already thank Robert Davies on this show? I know I mentioned that he was there, but... Um, you he, have not mentioned... He me. gave me... They gave away... The giveaways were terrible. This weekend, uh, or I guess one of them was given away uh, during the Giants series. But he gave me a white Rizzo shirt, which is like, just like the players' uniforms, it is basically... Only it's a, just a t-shirt. Yeah, it's a white t-shirt. And it's like, okay. <laughs> and it's like, I guess I'll tie-dye it, but then you'd want the numbers to not be tie-dyed, or uh, I don't know. I'm, or maybe I'll just give it away as a prize It'd soon. Be, you know, being a Rizzo t-shirt, it'd be awesome if it came with the mustard stain already on it. Yeah, bright white shirt. Come on. <laughs> it's going to stain so easy. And then he also gave me the ice cube trays, which we did have question about whether they imprinted like a C or something. They do not. They are simply blue. That is the only Cubs thing about them. So And the, and the ice will just be clear ice so yeah. it's that after you've removed them from the the trays they will have even less association with the team. wait yeah. a second they, yeah they're just blue ice trays <laughs> yes wait a second the circle you know with the like the oh, ball oh oh like a whiskey I, one i have i have cubs ice trays in my fridge right now yeah, and so I didn't even go to that. You didn't game. even know. Yeah, you just have blue ice trays, and that's what I'm going to yeah. fucking throw those on eBay. Yeah, yeah, it's worth a lot. <laughs> Should get somebody to sign it. But uh, blue ice trays. But thanks to Robert Davies, that uh, we, we had fun hanging out. Uh, you left today. Yeah, he's, he's a good dude. Yeah, definitely. And uh, thanks for uh, donating your your terrible giveaways. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, uh, we almost got no hit by Anibal Sanchez. And big shout out to uh, Nick Castellanos, who for the second time in his short Cubs career has kept the Cubs from getting no hit. He did that against the Cardinals as well. Yeah, uh, that Cubs Twitter account, the uh, no hit streak Twitter account. Oh, yeah. Like, he, he's like an all timer now yeah. already. Yeah, does that Twitter account still going because the no hit streak's been over for a while and nobody cares anymore? You know, the the no hit streak got over and the dude who was running it kind of fucking gave up on it a little bit, but then there was what I thought an amazing idea, but I don't see it very much. It was the new streak 
So, like, he called it the baby streak. Yeah, nobody and then, cares. Like, you know, as it went. Yeah. I loved it because he went back and, like, the first. Michael, game, Michael, you have a knack for loving things that nobody else likes. I have a knack <laughs> like the, like, for everybody like, hating things that I like. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's hysterical. Yes, that is that is very true. But I, I thought it was cool because he would he would say what the original streak, what their first. The first game after their last no-hitter, right, was in, like, 1965 or whatever the fuck it was. Yeah. You know, what? who who broke up that no-hitter that day? And then the current one. And I thought that was a great idea, like, as they went on. So, but yeah. I don't see it very well, often. Well, thanks to Nick Castellanos, we've not been no-hit twice in the in the less than a month. Yeah. That's uh, not good. That big Nick energy. Yeah. Well, thank through. you. And uh, in in this in this first game, I don't know, man. It was it really felt like you know once Lester gave up all those runs, and then like you know the the thing that annoyed me is because I I felt like that game was over. Like I, I felt like after the fifth, like you're not gonna win, you know. So why use your empty your entire bullpen? You know, just stick one like. Stick Chatwood out there and keep him out there, and then he's not available anymore. But instead, they use Chatwood, Phelps, C-Sheck, and Derek Holland. Well, and they and used Strope. Chatwood all three games, and he just continually got worse. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Just like, yeah, yeah precisely. Because he was kind of good in the first one, and then that was all he could do. So just ride him. You're going to lose this game. Ride Chatwood. I know it sucks for him, but, like, I just I disagreed with how that was done. And then – um you know, and it, we just talked about game two. That bases loaded walk that wasn't really fucked us. And then uh, I don't know the Babip, and we've already talked about all this shit. But uh, I do want to mention. I want to thank Kenny, uh, who he threw a party, a little barbecue, right after the game I, uh, on Saturday, and we went over there, and uh, it was great, man. He had delicious chicken and uh, corn and stuff, but it it did not. Uh, it did not end well for me at that barbecue. No, I was just going to say, Danny, <laughs> there's a reason you're you're looking so good lately. You have a hard time eating things like corn. Well, no, that's not what set me off. It was it was kind of <laughs> messed up, and Johnny can vouch for me. There was this drunk dude there, and I'm there shirtless in a vest, right? So, you know, the vest sometimes acts ways – that Danny without a vest acts. <laughs> it was definitely a, it was definitely a vested situation. Yeah. So oh, okay. See, I, I I thought it was some of your uh, your eating issues. I no, thought you went no. in like did all this great food around you, and you just like tore into it, and then no, we were standing there saying how delicious the pulled pork was. Yeah, we're Damn, having this pulled pork pulled. was great, and then someone who was stumbling drunk, just you know, sort of like catatonic eyes, but still moving through the world came up and was slurring, asking people stupid questions, being bothersome. He was telling and, me and Robert Davies, like, he's like, you guys want to fuck, don't you? And shit like that. I was like, get out of here, fucking dude. Like, fuck you. I tried to redirect him because that's, you know, it's, it's kind of a good thing to do with drunk people. I was like, hey, look at that bird. <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> anyway, it wasn't helping. And, and then he stumbled into the party. And like we heard, we did. Did you see him do any of that? Like apparently, he was fucking with some women. Did you see that, or Johnny, or did you just hear about it? I didn't. It was um, the host who was trying to escort him away. 
what had said that like that the host said well that's when i drew the line you know was that was not appropriate and he has to leave yeah and so we they rousted him out and he was on his way out and then he turned around and he tried to come back and this is when the vest this is when the vest took over (laughs) and i fucking went no bro you're gone and i turned him around and like you know, suggested he move the other direction, but he was too drunk to be turned around and he fell in a heap and his flip flop flew off and like all this shit happened. And then everybody turned around and started screaming at me because they thought I was kicking his ass. It was great. You turn around <laughs> and there's great. someone in such an unnatural pile in the yeah, crosswalk. Like, yeah, his leg was like splayed out. His flip flop was off. It looked like I dropped it, but I did not. You yeah, know, but- it was it was probably that flip flop just out in the street getting run over by car after car that really made the Chicago people like the the Chicago bro crowd really get up in arms. Absolutely. They probably just thought that poor flip flop. <laughs> the the flip flop was falling to the ground as gasps came out, and there was vested Danny standing over this pile yeah. of person. You just looking like freaking. Van Damme. I looked. I looked. I did. I looked like Jean Claude Van Damme in my mind. No, only because Danny immediately did the splits. Exactly. <laughs> he was on the ground, sort of fucking roundhousing out to the side. Yeah, Danny turned around, opened a bottle cap off of a bottle of water with his leg. Yeah, jumped, <laughs> jumped up in a tree in one jump. It was amazing. <laughs> No, actually, what happened is Danny turned to the people yeah. he was with, including me, and said, "We gotta go." Yeah, <laughs> and I fucking and away yeah. we went. Everybody was looking at the guy still, and I just grabbed my fucking Trulies, my little fucking seltzers, and my and my camera bag, and I was like, "Let's go!" And yeah, and, Danny's like, "We gotta go." Did you see what happened to that flip flop? Yeah, and I was we like, gonna Kenny get our ass kicked." I want Kenny to know that I did leave with my seltzers, but I left brownies and a small amount of $8 watermelon that I had gotten from Whole Foods at his party. So thank you for having me. Yeah. That was, <laughs> it was a great party until I had to go. <laughs> and so, but uh, but uh, I did apologize to those guys. I don't want any problems, you know. Um, that, you know, and it's the best. I told them it's the best. And I, it's I, simply the best. <laughs> But but I think <laughs> I think we know now though. I think the vest wins in a fight against the flip flop. Oh yeah, <laughs> vest <laughs> vest versus flip flop. And um and then we went back there uh, to see to the crime back there for game three. And uh, Chatwood coughed it up in the end as he progressively got worse after quite a dramatic homer from Kyle Schwarber. That I don't know if you saw this on Twitter. It was that home run resulted in a girl throwing her phone in a swimming pool. How so? Wait, what? She wrote right before the homer that if Kyle Schwarber manages to hit a homer, I'm going to throw my phone in the pool. And then he hit home run. And so she did it. Which I was like, Um, you're a fucking idiot. The hell's wrong with you? So, uh, Caratini and Russell homered, but they were both one-run homers, and they didn't involve any uh, phones getting wet. 
And, um, you know, I wanted to point this out, too, because when Russell Homer, Johnny, did you find it confusing that we weren't celebrating that much? Yeah. because It was was awkward. It's so awkward. Is it because it was just one run? No, it's because it's Edison Russell and he beat his wife and got suspended. Nobody likes it. Oh, I did find it awkward. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, the other reason it was awkward, I, I thought this was to what you were referring, is Danny was like, oh, who cares? We're still going to lose. And the rest of the bleacher bums turned on him. Yeah, Jeff. Said, Jeff. Where's your spirit? <laughs> no one, you know, you got to believe. And Danny was like, I just call him like I see him. We're still going to lose this game. It's just one run. One lousy of- run. One run homer, I kept calling it. And I just, um, just want to say that uh, I heard the exact same analysis from another a national sports uh, reporter this morning. Where he was saying his Cubs just rolled over. They're 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 dogs and they have no energy, and that's what we keep hearing from the Nats dugout. Is the opposite is the the Nats are doing dancing and little conga lines every time there's a home run, and the the, the Cubs just don't have that kind of spirit. And Danny called it out. Yeah. Well, we've turned over our entire bullpen, so nobody understands that they're supposed to dance out there during home runs. Yeah, they they stop dancing. There's no dancing happening anymore. There's no dancing in the bullpen. And I got to stop. There's sing- no fighting in the bleachers. There's no, no, no dancing, dancing in, in the, the bullpen. bullpen. Yeah, and there is no joy in Mudville. Uh, <laughs> but uh, and a, a song I can't even record, bring myself to record it. It's a great idea to do Whip It by Devo. Um, I was singing out in the bleachers, Wicket. You know, before Rowan Wick. Crack oh, that I, Wick. I, <laughs> yeah. You must wick it. Um, and uh, anyway, as soon as I started singing it, he sucked. And that was one of the first times he sucked in a while. So uh, I think I'm going to not do that one. Um, I, you know, at least Hamill Cole. Cole Hamels. Camel Hole. Cole Camels. I mean, he battled for five innings. He, you know, going they gave up the two runs, seven hits. Not striking out a lot of guys, though, so. You know what, though? He's doing it, though. He was out there. For for him, in the last two outings that he had, it's a step in the right direction. I'm encouraged. Yes, I I am very encouraged. He would have been in the throws had I cared to say anything about that game. So, uh, I don't know. That's pretty much the series. That's pretty much the recap, wouldn't you say, of, like, what happened? I mean... I just, I mean, it was, I mean, it, what, what can I say? You know, I mean, it was minute by minute and play by play. I don't know how you could not understand yeah. everything that happened. I mean, by what we said, all I could say is it was a disheartening fucking situation that we are in right now. It's a disheartening fucking situation for Cubs fans. I know we have to have hope though. Cause that's kind of my thing, right? I'm like, you look at the schedule you see that, you know, you've got seven games versus the Cardinals still that you got to win now. Um, you've got more games against bad teams than they do. You know, you just kind of got to hope it's going to work out for you and that the Cubs can go on some kind of run in September. We saw them play like, what, 25 and six ball. It always like was eating meatloaf, though it felt like you know two or three and a few sweeps like in there, but it wasn't didn't feel that convincing. And but we need at least another one of those runs, like a twenty five and six from here on out, because if you don't do it, uh, you might not even play the wild card game. Yeah, it's uh, I don't know. It it feels way too much like 
last season, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah it, it feels like a continuation. Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, I think you can kind of look at the record and kind of expound, expand it back to last year and you see know, it, that not much has we, changed. We never really got a chance to talk about this at all. Now, you know, we're, it's too late to go too in-depth in this. But real quick, off the cuff, Joe Madden back next year? Uh, I, I think if he can make the playoffs, then he'll yeah, have a, a better I, shot. If he if he misses, he's out. I I I don't think he comes back. I and and I don't think it's because he's lost the club, clubhouse. I think the clubhouse still likes him. I think uh, the I honestly blame sort of the ownership and front office. I think he's at odds with them. Could be. I, yeah, I I think he's at odds with them, and I think that's what's maybe wrong with the Cubs right now. Is that uh, mom and dad are fighting, and when mom and dad are fighting, the kids are out like I don't know. They're they're having premarital sex, and they're fucking experimenting with cigarettes, and they're throwing rocks well, in windows, and all sorts. They're of They're sleeping on lumpy beds. Uh, no, but it's I mean we we will not get into this now, but I I, I think you can add to it the fact of all the turnover with the coaching staff. Yeah. Yeah, every I, year, I, yeah. new pitching coach, new hitting coach. Every year, like they're that just... will definitely be an off season yeah. podcast because it's a two hour conversation that yeah. is definitely coming because I don't see Joe coming back. Yeah, Joe... I don't know who they're going to get, and I don't know if anybody's better than him, but it just feels bad right now. Yeah, Johnny, uh, anything to add on this Washington and uh, and Cubs series here? It was fun. There's so many teams vying for two spots. Yeah, but what was your personal experience being in Wrigley, in the bleachers, hanging out, getting on TV with your shark hat? Like, you know. Oh, it was a blast. I had so much fun at Wrigley, and uh, the people were all awesome. The weather, I've never been to Chicago. This is true. I've never been to Chicago when it's not uncomfortably cold or uncomfortably hot. And <laughs> so <laughs> it was It was marvelous just to be like, oh, there's a breeze. And um, I... I just loved it. Concessions were good. The people were good. I had a great time. Well, Johnny, ever since you left, the weather's been terrible here. Hey, Coach uh, Thomas. Uh, he's, he's all did wet, you too. To he's sm- Cubs Thomas when you were in Chicago. I smelled him. There was this terrible <laughs> yeah. smell. Well, and I, I turned the corner, but he, he must have gone away. Right That's now. just smog in Chicago. Yeah, he sm- actually smells uh, like a wet dog right now. Like uh, That's covered in feces, of course. Yeah, well, uh, you Cubs know, it's Thomas, do you been have a raining. Oh, uh, no, I don't have a dog. Well, I used to have a dog, but I accidentally sat on him, and uh, then he was in my ass, and I didn't really feel him in there, and uh, I guess he died, and, uh, well, I, I crapped him out, like, I don't know, about a week later. But oh, the, You know, the, the, sometimes b- you ask innocuous questions, and you think, nothing could go wrong with this question. Yeah, well, I'm full of stories, and uh, apparently <laughs> a couple of years ago, I was full of dogs, yeah. So uh, I've actually got going to switch it up this week, and I thought I'd uh, sing a song because the Cubs are going off to the Big Apple to New York, and one of my favorite songs is uh, New York, New York, so I, I got a little song. All right, you ready? And it's going to give you uh, the hint of who the Cubs play next, oh. as is my prediction. They're playing the crew back after four days. 
Cubs flying in a charter jet from New York, New York. The Cubs better beware of Ryan Braun's fish-eyed stare. We're gonna boo that dork, that dork. The entire airplane is giving a standing ovation. (laughs) Well, I I think I know who it is. It's got to be the Brewers. As the airplane goes down. Ryan Braun and the Brewers coming back to Wrigley Friday afternoon. That is correct, Daniel. All right, uh, so I'm going to get out of here before the rain starts again. So Cubs for Well, he's gone. That might have been the greatest appearance he ever had. Yeah, I miss him. So, uh, you know, I did want to mention that Ben Zobrist, uh, I was going to say it earlier in the show, is, uh, you know, on his magical mystery uh, Happy Gilmore tour. Is that, wait, is that the show? Happy Gilmore? Yeah, he's playing in all the places he never played before, and so nobody gives a shit that he's there. And, well, and I did want to mention that uh, he is coming back probably within the next few days, and he's doing terribly. We keep <laughs> just expecting it. You know, come back, play, but yeah, when he was good earlier, they didn't bring him up. Now that he's doing bad, perfect time. Yeah, he, no, he really hasn't been doing well the whole time. It, I mean, well, I mean, he hits some home runs. He, you know, he signs. Yeah, he's he's, he's um, mostly signed yeah. autographs and met little yeah, kids. Yeah. But right. so I, I, I feel like I'd be remiss if I didn't mention that. Um, he deserves the opportunity to sign a few autographs in Wrigley. In, in yeah, in in Wrigley, but uh, unfortunately, we're going to lose somebody off the forty man roster <laughs> because of it. So I think uh, Rizzo goes on the IL. Zobris comes back, plays first base for the next <laughs> 10 days. All right. Well, uh, TFCs, let's get into it. Let's uh, pinch off this show. Uh, I've got one, and it's, it's, a, it's a little bit long, uh, but I'll read it fast. The, uh, I, I have a sporting news folio from 1969 that was donated for uh, for uh well, actually 1970 that was uh donated for john baker day but I oh yeah I, we read through we this. read through it but i found this article uh, last <laughs> night 1970s cube from 1970s and 1970s cube and it's an article in sporting news that uh is trying to explain the 1969 uh meltdown where they uh ended up missing the playoffs and the mets taking over and winning the world series uh, here's what it says. Cubs had unconscious desire to lose, psychologist claims. And it goes on to say, the collapse of the Cubs this season reproduced patterns a Chicago psychologist has found in a continuing study of underachieving adults and children. In the opinion of Dr. Harvey Mandel, the Cubs may have had an unconscious desire to lose the pennant Shocking as this may seem to Chicago fans. Although he has not talked with any of the Cubs, (laughs) Dr. Mandel maintained, from what I've read from Mr. Wrigley's statements from players, the letter to to the fans, which, by the way, that's another uh, flexing cube because Wrigley threw his entire team under the bus (laughs) after this. So I'll I'll get. Kind of like. the Cubs threw the entire offense under the bus after last year. Correct. So this is a very similar situation. From what I've read from Mr. Wrigley's statements from the player's letter to the fans, 
I see almost identical patterns emerging to those of about 60% of all people I have worked with. Those 60%, which I don't know if I'm convinced by 60% of the people doing anything, but uh, those 60%, Dr. Mandel continued, were psychologically motivated to fail, although they were probably unaware of it. Specifically, Dr. Mandel compares the Cubs season to the pattern of school children who do well for a good part of the year, then take a look at their good grades, get scared, and fail. Dude, it's, it's, it's like, yeah, this is the it's Cubs. It's like I'm, I'm listening to the early young Cubs who didn't know they were supposed to fail, who won it all, and now they feel like they're going to fail, so they're they're Any self-sabotaging. Yep, yeah, self-sabotaging. But it, at the same time, I can't help but feel like they're describing our podcast here a little bit. <laughs> So the Chicago psychologist also found something familiar in owner P.K. Wrigley's statement that the Cubs failed because of outside interest. And that's what the whole thing's about. Ooh, outside interest, like black cats? Like recording records and making songs and doing other shit. Beating Uh, wives? Yeah. Oh, wait, Uh, that's that's quarantine. Time after time, said Dr. Mandel, when we bring in the parents of underachieving kids, they tell us their boy is failing due to outside interests. A car, girls, or something. Mm, something. Girls <laughs> in cars? Is that the something in we're talking cars. about? So that's pretty good, huh? Or so the fact think, that girls aren't in the cars. Maybe. Do you not. think Wrigley just was like, Get me Howie Mandel on the phone. Listen, <laughs> Howie, put out a press release saying that my players are stupid. He did play a doctor on St. Elsewhere. Yeah. Howie uh-huh. Mandel. Yeah. So did, any any TFCs over there? I got one more that I just want to. Yeah, I got, I, 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 got, I got one here a little bit. Bob Nightingale. Oh, God. Uh, the St. Louis Cards who did not acquire anyone at the trade deadline. Drawing the ire of their fan base, sweep the Rockies and take a stunning two and a half game lead over the Cubs in the NL Central. And as you may already know, just because of what you just heard, everybody replied to him. Uh, lots of Cardinals fans with all they did was just retweet a tweet from August 4th that he made. The Cubs now threatening to pull away from the pack in the NL Central, sweeping the Brewers and leaving Milwaukee four games back in the division race and five in the loss column. The St. Louis Cards are one game back. Like, basically just not even paying attention to the Cardinals. All the Cardinals fans are just retweeting that to them. Rent-free in their heads. Yep. But then, Sports Guy 70, the quintessential Cubes fan, it's not stunning. Every Cubs fan in the country saw this coming. And that's your TFC. Every fan saw it coming. Every one of us. (laughs) Um, Now, here's something that people... Oh, Johnny, do you have one? Yeah, mine this week is me. Uh, Because the (laughs) the second day that we went to the game, I found that camera guy who had gotten me twice in the game the previous day. And uh, he filmed me for a third time, and I think I got greedy because I didn't actually make it into the broadcast. Oh. That was the one where you were like, 
I've got this this great spoken word. You have to yeah. hear it. It's all about the. It's all about my love for Washington. Yeah, I, I was... gave him my mixtape, and nothing came. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> nothing came of it. Yeah, your go, your new go go music album. Your <laughs> yeah, SoundCloud. So your your, your T shirt had your SoundCloud uh, <laughs> URL on it. Yeah. Johnny, <laughs> do you remember yesterday towards the end of the game where those two really drunk women came down and they were it was, blonde? It was great. Yeah. Right. And they like, and the usher told them to get out of the way because they were just standing there trying to find their friend, and but they couldn't, but they like were slurring heavily. They were very drunk. Well, uh, update on those women because I never thought I'd hear about them again. Sure. Okay. And it might explain why they were lurking down in the well. Is at this that an point IRL? Cube Sam? IRL? I don't know what that means. In real life? Yeah, uh, no. It, it was something I saw online because there's an update to what happened to those women later and possibly explains why they were lurking down uh, you know, near the ivy and near the fields where maybe they would uh, want to throw something on the field they had with them. Because Dave Davison, who otherwise known as the ball hawk, the man with or the giant the son glove. Of Dave, or is it Davey? Davis. And, Davey Davis. And so Dave Davison is the ball hawk. He's uh, out there on the corner. He snapped a photograph right outside of Wrigley, right after the, those women left shortly after we saw them or were escorted away. And uh, what they did, well, I'll just read what Dave says, and you can, uh, and there's a picture of this too. Before getting a chance to spread grandpa's ashes on the field after the game, these two stumble drunks dropped him all over Waveland after getting kicked out in the eighth. (laughs) And there's a picture of grandpa's ashes and those same two women... All over next to the Jack Brickhouse brick outside of Wrigley Field. Oh, that is excellent uh, reporting, Danny. Grandpa's ashes on wavelets. Uh, nothing says love like Grandpa's ashes in the Waveland gutter. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, Grandpa's probably like I've been there before. So that's uh, yeah. So that's what happened to them. They so, were so unlikable that. You had to be there for that story to be as satisfying as it was to me. <laughs> to me right now. So uh, we did get a call from Ben Zobrist on his way back. Uh, I'm going to play that right now, and then uh, and then we'll spagog out of here in case anybody else has anything to say. Here's Ben. Hey, ranchers. Ben Zobrist checking in, seeing how things are going. Thank you for all the support as my way is coming up through the minor leagues here. Uh, I was great. I'd like to thank Dan Nielsen's mom for allowing me to stay there. Very convenient. Also, thank you, uh, Bill Shanks, again for that extended stay in your basement. Also, for introducing me to Nugget Porn, Bill. Two (laughs) thumbs up. Anytime. Have a great day, guys. Bye. Is he is he running back and forth? Yeah, it seemed like it. Like he was running back and forth on the microphone. You know, I do have to say, and I don't think this gets mentioned enough. uh, The Sunranto Show really does want to thank Daniel Nielsen's mom yeah, for thanks. everything she's done for us. Yes. Thank you. Thank you, Mrs. Thank you, Nielsen. Thank you. 
So, uh, yeah, there's the show. That's a, that's a long one. We had Uncle Mike. We had Johnny. No, boy, we just, we just, uh, we talked all night long, but it's time to end it here. So I wish you all a fine spagog. 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 Oh, I thought you were going to do the uh, Go Nationals back. Yeah, That's what I want to hear. Never Swearing your wow. Paul is dead. On the road again. Try not to suck out on the road again. Hey, Cubbies, please don't lose the next eight out of ten. Try winning games when you're on the road again. On the road again Get on that plane and bring us back some wins Even though we don't have a closer in the pen Try winning games when you're on the road again On the road again But the Cubs only like winning out at Wrigley At the Comfort Inn They toss and turn all night and end up sleepy Hit weekly on the road again Try not to suck out on the road again Joe needs to bring in baby bears and magicians So they don't suck when they're on the road again Try not to suck when you're on the road again Try not to suck when you're on the road again The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring... The best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. 
That's all one word. Broomgate. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. I normally find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting. But Skims has changed that. You know I love Skims underwear, so I finally tried their bras, and Skims has delivered again. Skims bras are worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give, but what I wasn't expecting was how comfortable they are too. I've tried so many bras in the past, and the main issue that I have is that they weren't supportive enough, to the point where they felt slouchy. I love my Skims wireless form bra because it's so comfortable and supportive. The older I get, the more I care about actually being comfortable in what I wear every day. And with my wireless form bra, I no longer have to sacrifice my comfort for the support I need. Shop Skims Bras at Skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H. Plus, get free shipping on all orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select Podcast in the survey, and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows.